Ooh, wait, I might I might need that. It's cold. Oh. Shout out to Ovely for rating us. Okay, who is queuing us for the start? We're good? Busy. Are we on? Here we go. Hello, everyone. We're here. <laughs> Hello. We're here. Hello. We're live. We're live. We're live. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for coming out to Hotline League Live in San Francisco. It's fantastic to have you all here. To my left is my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. I got to say, this is definitely the wildest crowd we've had for Hotline League. It's usually a very chill show in like a bar or like back room, and uh, having a bunch of people is surprising. No, these people are hyped. They all spent... Do you, do you know how much they had to pay for their world's tickets, Mark? I mean, these are, these are very dedicated fans. Okay. Uh, to my right, I have a... Former, again, former pro player, Double Lift. How's it going, Double Lift? How's it going, guys? <laughs> this crowd is actually pretty insane. I know, I know. <laughs> Peter, there's an interesting rumor uh, going around these days, and uh, and I'm just I'm a little worried about the future. Are you? Is it true you and you and Medios and Sneaky are breaking up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... <clears throat> of course not, man. You can't be listening to all these rats out there spreading uh. rumors. <laughs> it's not healthy to listen to those. I see, I see. Okay, well, first off, I want to give a big shout-out to Chipotle and Grubhub, who are sponsoring the show. You, you, you all are crazy. So, oh, you, all right. Wait, you, you weren't supposed to read that part. <laughs> so... A couple of things here. One, uh, you can you can do exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat if you're watching at home, because a lot of people are, uh, and that will give you access to a code. Also, throughout the show, and if you're watching live, you might want to open Twitch chat, because we're going to be dropping three codes, which previously they were giving 1,000 entrees away each. Now they're 2,500 entrees uh, each for 75 entrees that are going to be uh, going out over the top of the broadcast, and I think the first one should be dropping. Yep, I see it in chat right now. So... Thank you to Chipotle Grubhub. We will talk more about them here in just a second. But Double Lift, how does it feel to be back at Worlds uh, World Finals? I'm very familiar with World Finals. <laughs> yeah, you're you're back. <laughs> what was what was the last World Finals you were at? Oh, dude. I mean, just pick any one. I was there. <laughs> Did you go? <laughs> I remember you on the desk. You were great. And like, what was that? 2013 was it? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. on the middle desk. Honestly, I don't usually come, but um, like, I don't know. When you're playing, it's it's like pretty sad to when then watch the rest of Worlds because it's like, fuck, I should I should be there, you know. But now that I'm not playing, it's it's like way cooler. I can like see it as a spectator, and it's pretty hype. Nice, nice. Well, Mark, what are you up to this weekend? Are you able to say yet? I, I, I'll just say I'm, I'll be on the analyst desk for the first hour. It's so for people who don't know, it will be just over there, actually. It's like just around the corner. And it will have like a backdrop that's open for fans to like stand behind us, kind of like if you ever watch College Game Day or any of those kind of like pre-shows. So they have like heads that you'll be able to hold up of the analysts and some of the players and stuff. So it should be a pretty cool time. That's two hours before the start of the show. I think we start at three. I don't really know, but uh, it'll be Mark, in this area. Mark has no idea what time he's working tomorrow, uh, which I can tell you is You're part of the You're lucky I got here on time, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's here. Uh, thank God. Okay. Uh, no, that's really cool. I mean, are you are you excited for this? This is the first no. time you've been on the analyst. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, of course I'm excited. The anti-hype. No. 
Are you excited for the first time you're on the analyst desk here at Finals? I mean, what's that process like? How different is it? It's it's very similar to all the road shows, actually, uh, that we, we typically do. Like, it's a lot of the same people I work with most of the time if we're, like, in Chicago or Houston. Like, it's, it's actually a very similar feel to that, just obviously with the expanded scope of, like, it's the World Finals. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it is the World Finals. It is the World Finals. Uh, all right. So, speaking of World Finals, we do have a special guest who will be joining us for a short time on the couch here, who's he's associated, at least, with one of the teams that are competing in the World Finals. If he's here, Joe Marsh, why don't you come on down? Welcome to the show, Joe Marsh. Do you need a blanket? You good? I'm not a pussy. Oh! <laughs> We are. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We are. Okay. Just so everybody knows, this man runs an esports organization. Um, Okay. So, uh, Joe, uh, is this unexpected to you, or did you always know you'd be out in front of Chase Center the night before talking about your team making it in finals? Uh, Honestly, like, once we let go of Pole, I think it was probably September 18th, I knew we were going to be here. Awesome. And a little closer on the microphone, just so Sorry. that we can hear your beautiful voice. Yeah, once uh, once Bangi implemented the coma system from 2016, and like we saw what he was doing, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Can you elaborate on the coma system for anyone who who might not know? So the way we did it back in 2016, so Faker was still there, and so was so was Bangi. You know, when you do scrims, it's individual feedback plus team feedback, and then rinse repeat. So you don't wait until the end of the block to kind of go through it, you do it instantaneously. So like if you have a good scrim, bad scrim individually, you get all the tips and pointers and then you kind of fix it and then you, you build upon it. Plus hyper communication between all five guys. So everyone's talking to each other, like the, the feedback. We have like multiple videos like just showing them doing it. Where, you know, so it's, it, it helps, especially at Worlds. So it's, yeah. you know. I don't know, Peter, if you have any questions for Joe as his, head team, his team heads into finals tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Joe, Joe, do you have, by any chance, do you have an opening for an ADC? Yeah, like, you really, you really think Gooba's that good? Like, Because I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know one man who's considering, uh, or at least reportedly considering coming back. So I don't know if you're... Sneaky? You bastard. <laughs> Maybe we'll see you at Worlds next year. I don't know. Depends. Yeah, I'll be looking down on you guys. <laughs> now you'll be there. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy! I hope this podcast lives up to the last one you guys did together. That uh, trash you, talk you can, you can was boot camp at T one. Oh. oh, okay. Hey, that's a great offer. Yeah. Also, do you have a Bugatti? <laughs> you have a Bugatti? <laughs> My God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, either <laughs> either way, I think maybe it's time for us to get our first. Uh, person up on stage. We need to explain how this works. Yeah, do you want to... So where is Drew? He's somewhere out he, there. He, Drew should be... I'll, I'll, I was trying to coordinate Wait, where this. Do they so sit? what we want to do well, is I'll make sure that he is... Uh, oh, he's over there. Okay, yeah, so I, here's the thing. I do not want to have any kind of mad rush over there. So everybody politely, respectfully, if you would like to get on the show, Drew, uh, who works with me, is over there. He's going to ha- hold his hand up with a piece of paper, do not mad rush over there. Just politely go over there. He's going to take, you're going to write down your take on a piece of paper. He's going to ferry those up to us, and then uh, we will get you on the show. But yeah, everybody he, be 
Very polite. There's too many people also to just hand paper out to, so he's going to write a bunch of your takes down. So form a line if you need to. You'll give your takes. Stay in that area, because if we call your take, you'll then come up from that basically same area. So yes. We'll get a couple of takes. We'll fill while Drew collects some takes. Then he'll run it up here, and then we'll, we'll keep going. Yes, uh, exactly. Make sure you write your name down, too, whenever you name, get your Name take, and so. your take. Yes. Uh, while we wait for those, Joe, I was talking to you a little bit before coming on here about like how you guys are feeling about the uh, night before and like all the ramp up over the last week. Like, What is it? Because it's always interesting how like teams drop out of worlds, and then like funnily enough, it seems like teams have less to do as it goes on. Is that an experience that you've kind of felt, or has it been super busy still? <laughs> Super busy, a little too busy to be honest. Like I think Atlanta to here was like, there's no scrim partners left. So honestly, like shout out to the LCS players at Scrim T1 this week. Like it was like a hodgepodge five stack that like helped us prep, uh, or else we'd be solo queuing, which owners doing to great success. Um, if T1 wins worlds, we did it. LCS <laughs> wins worlds at the same time. I mean, Vega's been talking us up and all these. They'll get a ring too. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, when the hot mic catches you and then you have to carry the, uh, the thought through, like, two more press conferences, I'm assuming at the end of this one they'll ask him again yes. how he feels about LCS, but he's just a double F fan. I, I don't know. I will, <laughs> I will, I will ask him uh, specifically if he wins, like, how much of this win does the LCS deserve in the press conference? <laughs> Faker should get, like, a piece of the tuition from Mapo High School if it, it goes up in enrollment. Yes, yes. What do they feed those guys? Wait, I guess the audience probably doesn't know. Like, Deft and Faker went to the same high school, right? Same class. Same class, same high school? That's so crazy, man. That's that super cool. so crazy. Yeah. There's something in the food, I swear. Did you get, did you, you got to play Champs Q uh, when it was active with all the world's players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played in the beginning when it was the most active. Yeah. What was, did you get to face any of the T1 players or do anything? Yeah, I played against Guma and I lost, but it wasn't my fault. I'm not going to lie. I played fine. Like I actually played. Was fine. that the Caitlyn game? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I think like honestly, he's he's like he was like way better than me because I just don't play as much. But um, man, it it is like so funny because you get all the amateur players, the collegiate amateurs, the academy players, and it's great that they're grinding. But like they get so nervous when there's a world's player in their game. Like I can I can like feel their voice getting more high pitched. Like they are so sweaty. <laughs> As they clench, they're like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Like anything that, anything that goes right, they're screaming. Anything that goes wrong, they're like so tilted, like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose. It's like, dude, relax. <laughs> By the way, finals. shout out to everyone that wrote Guma off after spring because he had a tough summer. I think you're probably wrong about his skill set. <laughs> I think we're still waiting for the uh, the Berserker versus Guma was like the rivalry that was getting hyped in the group stage. Still waiting. Yeah, did that happen yet, that match? <laughs> yeah, I think it was still good. Next I year? forget. I don't recall. <laughs> uh, did that happen? I don't know. No, I mean, and, and uh, what has it been like for you, Joe, uh, getting to see the T1 players play in these increasingly large venues? I mean, now we're going to be at Chase tomorrow, but it's got to be really awesome to see them just kind of power up. It's awesome. I mean, like, compared to last Worlds where we were stuck in Iceland, like, it's just been like the crowd has been insane. Like when we played RNG, like we had like a handful of T1 fans and like sh the LCS fans were cheering for us. And then the RNG fans was like 70% of the venue just overtook every chant we had. And then it stopped after three games. But <laughs> and then same in Atlanta, like it was such a cool atmosphere. And I'm expecting tomorrow even crazier. We thought our guys, when we were shooting our warm up videos, like for the hype videos, they thought they were playing at MSG, but it was like a post Malone concert. <laughs> so like you're like you're playing under the the venue underneath MSG like the 5000 seater but they they were so excited to play here like they're yeah. like they have their cameras out on stage right now like they're like taking it all in it's 
it's such a sick stage. Like everyone, it's going to be really impressive tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited for the uh, opening ceremony as well because last night we did the media night, or I did the media night, and seeing Jackson Wing, uh, Lil Nas X come out and talk about everything, I think it's going to be a really fun show. So, All right, we got like some takes. Our we'll takes are here. Uh, Mark is going to filter through these right now, but Peter, uh, no pressure, especially since Joe's sitting over there, but who do you think is going to win tomorrow? Oh, that guy. That guy's going to win. Um, I, I think everyone... Like, analytically, it's, like, T1's favored. And then the people who are rooting for DRX or, like, predicting DRX, they're, they're just kind of the guys who will always predict uh, against the grain. It's just, you know, just to, just, just to have somebody who's not all predicting one way. And then also, you know, maybe people would be cheering for DRX because you're a deaf fan or, like, you like the underdog story. But I think it's pretty lopsided. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the finals... Sometimes it feels like the finals, the actual finals match, like happened earlier in the, like in the worlds, because sometimes finals can be like one side. I really hope it's not, but it, I'm kind of predicting like a three zero. Well, I mean, it's really hard after how many amazing quarterfinals and semifinals matches. Yeah, we yeah, had. it was already so insane. Like, yeah. but but all these people just spent a lot of money. So I know, I I feel bad. I, I should say they, that it's gonna it's be gonna the best match ever, right? It's gonna be so close, Scopium. It'll be the close. <laughs> Uh, so I do have someone that I'd like to bring up, uh, Pablo, who had a take about supports. Uh, if you're still here, Pablo, right you'll want to move over to the side where Drew was, where the uh, merch table is, and we'll get you on the show here in just a second. Pablo, please, Pablo, to the, to the stage. Where's Pablo gonna sit? Uh, he will squeeze in between me and Peter, or Peter can move over. I don't know. We'll figure out. There's, oh, a, there's like a bunch of stuff over. up here. There's like a yeah, tippers. It's There's a call-in show. Yo, yes. what's what? What's what the gummy bear or the gummy worms? Someone on stage? was eating gummy worms at someone. Is yeah. this an edible, by the way? They were throwing them. <laughs> you no. can eat those. Those yeah. are cosmetic Joe, chips. Joe, how are you the biggest brand risk on the stage for I me right eat. now? This is what's shocking to me. I, I love was like, Chipotle. I, th I actually love Chipotle. Like I kind of want a burrito bowl. We all, we all love Chipotle. Double meat. Uh, Anyway, yes, you can grab the chips. Go for it. Yes, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. My steak dinner's okay. tomorrow. Pablo so has arrived. Oh, let's go. Sit, sit down here. Woohoo! Our first gonna, guest. Peter is going to share his microphone with you. Of course. Uh, Pablo. Uh, so, Pablo, why don't you. Oh, we're flying out another microphone. We have microphone. a fifth microphone. Wow, we're so on top of yes, this. Yes, thank you. Uh, hello, welcome to the show. Where are you from? I'm from Mexico. Oh, fantastic. Did you come up just for world finals? Uh, no, I was in semifinals in Atlanta. Oh, wow, you've been following along. Yeah. Yes. Well, what is your take with uh, for the show tonight? So my take was that tomorrow's series is going to be defined by the support, but the 80 carry will get the MVP. Ah, the 80 carry will get the MVP. Who's going to be the MVP? Uh, I would like it to be Deft, but probably it's going to be Guma. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Fantastic. All right, why do you think it's going to be defined by the supports? Because they are, have been like the most flexible supports across the tournament, and they are gonna like mess with the draft. You know, uh, Beryl has forced like hammering events and that kind of stuff, and the 80 cards are just like too good. And we just saw it like uh, on the DRX series, like better support won. Like Ruler was doing okay, uh, Death was doing also okay, but Beryl just had more impact. Yeah. All right. Let's start with you, Mark. Yeah. Uh, did you did you hear? It? You're yeah, reading yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you what do you think? Is it going to come down to the supports? 
Uh, I, I would say, I don't know about the entire series, because, like, top is a question mark to me. Like, they're very different, Zeus and Kingen. And so, like, there's, there's a lot of things it can come down to, but I, I can see a world where uh, D DRX counterpicks a lot with their supports. Like the Heimer, like you're talking about, Soraka, even when they're going for an early pick lane, it's usually, like, high prio, like Kate Lux. And so, like, a lot of what they do feels like their bot lane wants to have an advantage and kind of play through there and, and play kind of faster. Uh, and that's very hard to do in Taguma and Karia because, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of their own picks that they can throw around. And so I, I can see a world where, like, if they're busting out these weird support counter picks and they're, like, he's just inting on Heimer or, like, whatever he's trying this time around, then, like, I could see the series being swung there. Does Guma steal the AD carry or the, the MVP, though? Like, maybe. He's got a lot of kills. It'll look really good. I mean, to Joe's point, that would be very fun given the doubters, the Guma doubters uh, that you were mentioning. Finals MVP, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a hot spot on the map for you, Joe, that you've heard people behind the scenes being like, okay, we got to worry about this? Uh, no. I think Caria uh, has a champion ocean. So, like, they can ban what I, uh, they're going to ban Yumi, obviously. They're not going to let him have that. So, it doesn't matter what you ban on him. If you, if you target the bot lane, you're going to get destroyed up top. If you target the top lane, you're going to get hit in the jungle in mid. So it doesn't matter. I think I, I do agree. I think Guma will be MVP. Um, but no, I, th I don't think you want to target the bot lane. I think you have to go somewhere else. You might try to target Faker and Zekka. He's their win condition. I know Genji was overconfident. They thought because Chovy was there, like they were going to roll. But when you look past somebody, which we're not doing, we're humble and confident. T1... You know, and I, I trust Faker's uh, experience in big matches, especially in California at World's Finals. I feel like we'll be okay. Yeah. Professional, ex-professional AD carry double lift on the bot lane analysis. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think um, what's really funny, I, uh, when pros watch games, usually the support is doing like 90% of the actual work. And then <laughs> as a spectator, you just see the AD carry walk up to someone like, kill him in two seconds they're like whoa that guy did so much damage he's playing amazing like but like nothing that the ad carry actually does usually sets his teammates up for success like usually when ad carry makes a good play it's really subtle it's like whoa he blew a flash you know like when he wasn't supposed to or like he cheated a wave and he wasn't supposed to but it's like not very flashy like i think what spectators think is cool and flashy is someone getting a lot of kills and getting fed and like oh my god he's He's so ahead, he's had a whole IE, and he's just one-shotting everyone. He must be playing insane. But 90% of the time, I would say, it wasn't the AD carry that got himself there. It was the support or, like, his team or just the situation. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, think, I think support is usually the difference maker. Um, when I played with Core and we performed well, like, internationally for once, um, <laughs> it, was, it was usually support gap, right? Like, I was playing well myself. Like, I wasn't throwing what my team was giving me, but uh, AD carry is, yeah, you're just, you're kind of an extension of the team and you're not really someone who can do a lot on your own. Is AD carry going to get MVP? I don't know. I feel like it's mid though. It, like whoever wins, I feel like mid is going to get MVP just personally. Do you, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be the battle of the supports to Pablo's earlier point? E yeah. I mean, I can see that. I, I would say between Guma and Karia, Guma's playing really well. Karia's playing better. Like, he's just so clean right now. So I could I could definitely see it being support gap. Very good. Joe, choose a favorite child, Guma or Karia. Who's, who's <laughs> yeah, playing I mean, better? I who's playing better? <laughs> I love them all equally. You can't say it. Um, 
Carrier eats the most on the team. <laughs> he eats the most? Usually has two meals. Wow. Although, on Saturday, when we were eating, like, Faker, we put the video out. Lobster, steak, dozen oysters. Wow. And then we watched our own highlights on the screen because we're that, like, into ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you guys, like you said, were humble, you guys wearing humble. clothes? Humble, confident. <laughs> were you wearing clothes for that? or We were wearing all... our uniforms still because, like, we, fil okay. we filmed at the arena for, like, something. I can't say what it is. Like, they're doing tomorrow. And then they showed up in their uniforms for, to eat, like, steak. And they put us in, like, a nightclub. <laughs> it was like, we were like a fish out of water. It was awesome. Should have taken them to Chipotle, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, is there anything that you would like to shout out or say here at the end, Pablo? Uh, shout out to my friend, David, who's watching from Mexico. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Off Pablo goes. Thank you so much for making out. Uh, what, what else you got, Mark? Um... We, since we have Joe here, we'll, we'll slant a little T1, and then when yes. he leaves, I'll talk all about how much I love DRX. Uh, but I think it's Rivain. Wait, wait, what do you love about them? Uh, Zeka. Their name? Uh, I love Zeka. Uh, They're a huge brand. Riven? Riven? Talking about the goat? Uh, I can't see so if it's the Riven? It's R-I-V. I can't read Drew's handwriting too well. A-N, I think, but there might be another I snuck in there. Rivan or Rivain? Either way, it oh, looks like they're on their way now. Okay, cool. Fantastic, We yes. figured it out. All right, fantastic. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Our next... Rivain. Guest. Is it Rivain? Well, you're going to have to tell us. You'll sit down next oh, to me and go, Peter. Oh, you're gonna Dude, gonna... why is all guys' handwriting so bad compared to girls' handwriting? Like, It makes no sense, right, honestly. We don't make broad handwriting temporary. Gaming's forever. Hello. That's, How do you prove that's your name? true. It's Ravon. Ravon. Uh, okay. Where are you joining us from, Ravon? Uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Cape Town, South Africa. Nice. Woo! So you know, are you out for Worlds? Or are you... Yeah, I came for this. That is sick, man. Uh, welcome. I didn't get any tickets, though. Oh, oh you didn't get tickets. Oh, man. Are you a T1 fan? Yeah, you'll see my, from my take. Oh, what's the what's the take? All right, well, let's just get into the take then. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so people will probably be thinking that it, when T1 wins tomorrow, that cements Faker is the greatest player of all time. But I think it actually just starts Carrier's journey as the greatest player of all time when he wins tomorrow. Oh. All right, explain, because the crowd needs that. All right. So I mean, Faker's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's won a couple of times. Great way to start. Uh, but uh, you know, as time goes on, he hasn't he hasn't won in quite a while, uh, and that's because all the well, he hasn't won worlds in a while, and that's because the players have gotten a lot better across the world. Um, because he was so good, like Tiger yeah, was in golf. Just so we're clear, it's not that um, he got worse. They had to go to his level. Yeah, Peter can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Call an ambulance, but <laughs> not for me. Headshot. <laughs> but yeah, I just think Carrier's really good. So like when he started uh, on, what was it, King Zone? He DRX. was on Dragon. He was yeah, on DRX. DRX. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. That, Robbery and free agency. <laughs> Waited at a cafeteria for eight hours. <laughs> he, he just Got him. him. Yeah. Thanks, DRX. So like the first time I saw him play after that split, I, I just told my friends, like, that guy, is, he's insane. He's going to be the best player in the world. I think by like summer, oh, spring this year, you could see like he was arguably the best player in the world. Um, How many worlds will he have won if he wins tomorrow? One, but that said, it's the start of his journey. The to start, be okay. So you think this is the beginning and, and yeah. eventually people will yeah. be like, Faker who? 
No, I just think uh, it'll be like he was really good. He, he helped Carrier get to be ah, the best player ever. He made Carrier. Yeah, this is like the players' plot line with uh, organism yeah. and cream cheese. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dan if he's out there somewhere. I saw him earlier. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I mean, like, I, I was having this conversation with someone like a couple of years ago when there had been that gap in Faker's like world championships, and he like missed. I think what was it? One or two years, not back to back, but I think there were a couple. Um, uh, 14, 14, 18, 18 and then 20. 20. Yeah, so they, like it was around that time period where like well, Faker's obviously still really I don't good. like even numbers, <laughs> something about that. 22, uh oh. Um, but like there, there <laughs> oh, was not in America, in America, we like even numbers, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so there was just like a question of like, all right, if this is like Faker turning down towards the tail end of his career, like, who will be the next person, and, like, how long will it take to possibly surpass him, given that he has three titles, you know, and every, he was the only active player with multiple titles, that's still true, and so it's like, it's going to take at least half a decade for anyone to catch him, and now here he is again, potentially going to win another one, so, like, that idea of him slowing down is not true, for the most part, like, he looked incredible even in the series, like, forcing rise bands and, like, stuff like that, so... Caria could become the greatest of all time, but it's like so far down the road. Like, and he probably has to leave, or Faker has to retire, so they stop winning together. Because then, you can't pass someone if you're both just doing the same shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a hot take. I don't. I'm not touching it. Peter. <laughs> I mean, you, I think you could say that Caria might become the best player in the world, but the greatest of all time, like. I don't know, man. It's been nine years. You, you basically for have Faker to being insane. Yeah, he. You have to. You would have to say that Faker would have to fall off a cliff at the same time that Caria starts a nine-year journey where he just becomes like so cracked. But um, you need to double the length of league's history. Yeah, Faker's yeah. been here basically since the beginning. Two years he missed, but then yeah. No, but but Carrier is quite good. I, I I don't know if he's gonna become the the next goat. That would be crazy. I feel like I feel like in Faker's image, he's untouchable. He's just no no contest. He's just the goat, no matter what. Joe, what do you think? Is he your next superstar? <clears throat> well, I have five superstars on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I I think with Faker, you have to look at he won worlds at what seventeen, nineteen, twenty. So like he was so young when he did it at such a high level that everyone had to catch up. And now he'll do it at 27, right? So that's awesome. Um, I, I think it, it's it's hard to say. Like I, I think he's the goat, and it, he's going to stay the goat because he's going to keep winning. And, and, and it's I think it's it's going to be like basketball where it's like errors of goats. Like it's the Michael Jordan error, it's the Wilt Chamberlain error. It's like so you can't like. And then at some point we're we'll like, oh, you can't compare them. It's different metas, different like. I mean, back in like when Faker was dominating. Like, you couldn't even see the screen. Like the graphics are so like blurry. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that now the game is awesome, and the graphics are amazing. But like, I, it's a different game. Playing mid lane against Boots Rush twelve Ward supports and just one tapping them with like a Q on Z is like not how people play the game anymore. Also, I know like I, I saw the broadcast yesterday with Nas and everybody, and they were talking about like rule like changes to like worlds and stuff. Yeah. Format changes. Yeah. Like instead of like if we're gonna be like you know instead of the fifth game, like I want to go back to mirrored picks. You want blind pick back? Yeah, blind I want like five. everyone can pick whatever they want. Like no, no bands. Yo, you can you can play the same thing as me. Like, I mean, don't do double elimination. Like, like if you put double elimination in quarters and semis, it, it eliminates the like opportunities for DRX to get one over on someone like Genji, right? That's the one out of like not ten chance they're gonna do that. So you want to have better things. I think we need to have more worlds style events 
throughout the year. Like, I, I propose, like, opening the year with, like, two teams from each region and four different sites compete for the first, like, month. And then for spring, because it doesn't matter because MSI doesn't earn you anything, you, you, play a you play a double elimination event, and then you go to MSI, and either you kill MSI or you get, get a shot for Worlds. Maybe you should join T1, because you seem to have a lot of philosophical groups. This guy seems groups. pretty smart. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Are you saying the same thing? Yeah, yeah. You, you seem like a the Spring doesn't guy. matter. Yeah, that was the, the OG spring double Spring doesn't matter. Yeah. Dude, I won Spring before and didn't make Worlds, so like, yeah, I don't give a shit about Spring. <laughs> 2020. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, anything that you would like to shout out? Uh, shout out to all the people at home watching. Uh, they're all asleep. Uh, <laughs> they'll watch the VOD tomorrow. Uh, shout out Mark Z, best part of the NA broadcast. Oh, thank you, sir. It's grown well, on me. You know what? <laughs> I I think so. You said you don't have a ticket. Uh, Joe, you wouldn't happen to have an extra ticket. I got two tickets for you. Oh, <laughs> Joy. Thank you. And just so you know, Joe has he does not have more tickets. No, so that's don't all the tickets I got. That's that was all. the one surprise, <laughs> guys. It. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Congratulations, man. Enjoy tomorrow. Wait, what's thank your God. what's the score tomorrow going to be? 3-0. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Fantastic. Thank I will you. take those tickets back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Fantastic. Okay, well, Joe, I know you have to get to the airport. No, my wife arrived earlier, so she's Ubering. I got me all night. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're going home? My, wife's come, my wife and kids are coming here to watch oh, us win World. Oh, I see, I see. I thought yeah, you were yeah. flying away. You're scurrying away. No, like, no. fuck it. I don't want to watch my team play. I'm out. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm the worst to watch with because I stand like, like a weirdo. And and you and you have like super pent up energy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 bad. Like I linger and I move and You're then like if they happen to win and LS will tell you this. And by the way, everyone leave LS alone. Jesus, come on, guys. I you know, but like he'll like if you if we were sitting there and I'm standing like and we win. The next game you're sitting and I'm standing and then if we lose we get to switch seats and <laughs> it's so annoying. Well, I think okay. You're so maybe we do. Watcher. We do. We do have another special guest, but let's do one more with yeah. Joe since he's got a little bit more time. Um, um, we're, we're out of T1 takes, I imagine, right? Well, we have one. It it's, seems. It's well. Here's the thing. Bring the DR. It, it's by Ovly, though. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Do we want it? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. she's gonna we'll be really angry if we don't pull her up. All right, Ovly, right. come on. Ovly, yeah. welcome to the stage. She's gonna come over here. I hear her screaming. Uh, on her, she's running. Do you guys see her Bayonetta cosplaying? Yeah. Pretty good. Avali, uh, Avali, hurry. This is this a normal story? Hurry. Here we go. Hello. Welcome, Avali May, to the stage. Jesus. Yeah. You have a backpack. I have a backpack, so I can't do the flip that I was trying you have to, to turn, do. You turn around. Turn around. All right. Here we go. We've got, we've got messages coming to the stage right now. Here we go. Drew, Drew's investigating. Yo, are we allowed to eat that cheese? The okay. queso? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had the chip. Yeah. chip was really good. Yeah, we love like, it. Yes, risk, risk it for the biscuit. Go for it. Go for it. It's yes, it's. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for Joe. Okay. You're asking for you. Okay, <laughs> Avali, welcome to the stage. It's great to be here. Hey, Thank shout you. out to Avali. Thank you so much. Okay, what do you got for us? Mark, what did I write on the piece of paper? Uh, your content idea. Oh Should they yes, win? my Okay, this is my hot take, and I need everyone to weigh in. Oh on it, god. All right? I already regret this. I, I, uh, you, you should not I, have even mentioned I groaned this when is, I said... This is what it is. If T1 wins Worlds, when T1 wins Worlds, I personally think that Faker should do a rap video with Joe, Captain Flowers, and me. 
You called her to the stage. You guys are gonna. You guys are gonna cheer for a self shield like that? <laughs> Yo, if Faker wins worlds, I think you should use Grubhub to order Chipotle <laughs> with these coupon codes. Actually, that's a great take. <laughs> Double it. Whoa, hottest take of my life. <laughs> if you guys like Faker, <laughs> I can't wait to watch your co-stream this week. Oh shit. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, you didn't wait. You be, didn't get I'm one. Be on Saikudo's co-stream. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I wanted to hear the response from Joe because he controls the fate. Correct. I can't even dignify with a response. <laughs> he doesn't rap. He could. By the way, sh uh, you should pick Guma for that because Guma sang uh, on the bus to New York. We have like a little mixtape. And he was singing uh, the Alicia Keys chorus for uh, the New York song with Jay-Z. Uh, Empire State of Mind. What a Chad. Yeah. Voice of an angel. Guma Yushi. Would, would you accept Guma instead? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Guma would do it. He would probably yes. do it. He would do it. I have another hot take. Will you fly to Korea for, <laughs> for this? I'll fly to Korea for that. Okay. Joe, Joe's getting bullied into this live on air. Um, <laughs> the power I hold. Yes. How, how's, how's Worlds been for you, Avli? Worlds has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've just been using all of the casters for IRL stream content. Ah. I took Vettius to the zoo yesterday. How was that? It was fun. Did you know that penguins can swim? Like, they yes. swim. I did know that. That's did you think wow. they flew? No, 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 no. Well... So, yes, I knew that they could go through the water, but hear me out, hear me out. They, they can swim in, like, packs, and then they do little jumps out of the water. Anyway, thanks for coming on, Obli. Oh. Joe did want a DRX take to argue with a DRX fan, so. Yeah, I need I have, some, I I need some meat take. before I... Uh, do you have a... I have one more hot take. Okay. Can I, 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 I'm sorry. I've just... Yes. Sure. This year's world song is technically the second Lil Nas X world song. That's all I gotta say. He knows. These people do not remember. They don't know. Video. But that who's the one person who <laughs> yelled it? Silence. Who's the one person? Yeah. yeah. Give him a ticket. Do you have any more tickets? Yeah. Do we have any more tickets to give Wait, him? What's his first song? It's her cover of the song from last year. That, that it's where we have Raz dancing naked. God, I'm gonna. I mean, honestly, like while, while we're talking about world songs, I, I told the broadcast team, I was like, look, like our, my favorite and Faker's favorite world songs is Legends Never Die by the wonderful Chrissy Costanza. I said, when we win, I don't care which set it is. I was like, I want that song played so we can take it back. Because 2017, not great. Wasn't, wasn't our finest moment in the sun. But now we're going to take that song back. So we have two world songs this year. Legends Never Die and Skywalker or whatever. Skywalker. Sky Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Luke. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, goodbye, Avli. Would you like a, ch a chip on the way out? I will take thank, a chip. Thank, thank you. you. Very much. I appreciate it. Yes, All right. Well, you. while Avli disappears, we'll sneak one more guest on quickly. Uh, quickly, because we have somebody. Waiting. I know. I know we have other guests. Uh, but I did want to give Joe his, his one argument, which is uh, uh, Danzor, budget Afro Moo. As he loves to go by. Danzor, if you can make your way up here. Danksor. Danksor? I thought it was whatever. I think it's Danksor. You, you, yeah. you can wait. He's sir, trying here to we go. Here we go. Trying He's to start cooking up your responses early. I, I'm pretty sure I can come off the top of the head for a DRX fan. That's not. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Danksor. Hello, hello, hello. That You're going to sit easier. right between me and. Yes. You want to sit next to me? Through. You can. It's fine. I don't know, dude. You're going you're gonna to lash out. <laughs>
All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, Dankzor. Where is it, Dankzor or Danzor? He thought it was Danzor. Yes, Danzor. It is Danzor. Yes. Isn't there an X? You in can't there? pronounce yes. any of our fans' names, dude. You Dan have the same five people on the show. Danzor. Yeah, that's what I said. Exactly. Anyway, where are you from? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? So I think tomorrow is going to be a crowd diff between DRX and T1. And I was in Atlanta, and I feel like for game two, the crowd made a huge difference in DRX coming back. Because uh, it looked like it was going to be a 3-0 uh, Gen G. And then randomly where I was sitting, some guy just started a DRX chant, and then just Everyone just chimed in, and I feel like that changed the momentum with the underdog story for them as well tomorrow. I think it's going to make a huge difference for them playing. All right, well, let's see in this crowd right now. How many of you right now are, are going to and be And don't tomorrow? let Joe sitting here change your mind. I won't even look. Tomorrow, how many of you are going to be jo uh, cheering for T1? And how many of you are going to be cheering for DRX? I think T T1, T1 was louder, I feel like. I mean, the DRX fans are coming tomorrow. What about Faker? <laughs> All right. It wasn't that different, though. It was, it was close. It was, it, was it was pretty even in this I'm, this I'm surprised. Crowd. I mean, they, they earned themselves a ton of fans, I think. There were a lot that. of Gen G fans in the crowd. They just want to feel better that they lost to the team that lost to the team that won. Oh, That's what it I is, see, the I cope see. angle. So I, I will say, like, North American crowds, maybe, I, I don't know if it's true for the other ones, but they definitely latch on to an underdog story, like EG in Houston, like, after oh that Pentakill play. Like, it went from, like, people being like, yeah, I kind of, EG are cool, to, like, I will, I will die for them, you know? And <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of the DRX situation, too, where people didn't, I think, care too much until Def's birthday win in the back door. And, like, since then, it's been way bigger of, like, it is a bit of bandwagon fandom, I'm sure, but like it's just a cool story, and I definitely agree. Like, their Kate Luxling gets blown up level two after like a split map, and it's like really weird. And I remember that DRX chant starting out of nowhere and like a pretty slow game, other than like Zeka playing lane well, and then they just like start winning that game, and then Genji was just absent the rest of the series. That guy who was chanting the DRX, I don't know how he had a voice. He he continuously chanted on top of his lungs for DRX, so. Uh, shout out to him uh, wherever you are. You know. So on, on this topic, though, Joe, you talked about how the crowd can sometimes. Do you think it can matter? Um, like if you hear, because we know the microphones probably pick up a little more than we'd all like. But like, uh, do you feel like that coming through can can get either you amped or like make you feel down a little bit if things aren't going your way and you hear the crowd just behind the other team? Yeah, only because the guys told us when we asked them uh, in Atlanta, they said it was super loud and they could hear it and feel it and. Uh, yeah, I think it plays a huge difference. I think the walkouts, like from the, when you start walking out and they introduce you, it gets hype. Uh, it, it's just it's just different. Yeah, and like so, if it snowballs a little bit too, if you're playing well or not playing well. So yeah, the guys said that like the crowd noise makes a huge difference. That's why like Worlds 21 in Iceland versus Worlds 22 in the, with crowds, oh, yeah. it's just completely different. Yeah, Peter, when you were competing, you had to hear both pro. Uh, TSM chance and anti U TSM chance, uh, but how, what was it like TSM, with the, the TSM, TSM? That was that was not what I meant. Uh, it's, it's still spontaneous. Um, 
I would say like if you're winning and you take off your headset and you feel the crowd like chanting for you, it, it reinvigorates you for the next game. So you got to keep the momentum as opposed to like if you lose, just imagine how crushing it feels to lose already. Then you take off your headset and you hear the crowd chanting for the enemy team. Like you feel pretty bad already. Now you feel like total shit and you have to like pick yourself back up. Like you have to like get it together and like get constructive between the games. So it definitely makes a pretty big difference. I would not say it makes that much of a difference in the game, though, because in the game, um, it's kind of hard to hear the crowd, to be honest. Your, your teammates are usually already screaming, and there's a lot going on in your head, so you can't hear that much. When you take it off, though, it's pretty triggering, or it's pretty like it's pretty nice, depending on the situation. Also, the backstage portion of it, too, because when you go off the stage, the teams are right next to each other. It's not yeah. like they're so far. So you can hear the other team's staff freaking out who won and it's like you're like going to the sad sack room with like the banana peels and it's like uh like yeah so yeah it's it it hurts it's a lot yeah i don't know i mean mark just to wrap this up do you do you think that it's going to be a uh crowd diff tomorrow no oh okay well i'm sorry mark i I think i think the crowd will be similar to how it is here where like it's pretty split like t1 i would argue is probably the most globally popular team in in the world i I wouldn't i wouldn't argue okay (laughs) i mean like when i say that i mean like i haven't looked at hard numbers but it feels like that they're the most popular team in the world so it's like underdog and like teamless fans versus like the t1 faithful which is pretty big i got trucks (laughs) t1 trucks (laughs) all right Thank you so much for joining us. Anything you want to shout out here at the end? Uh, I would like to shout out Grubhub for making this happen. Hey, thank you, thank you. And Travis as well. It's always a pleasure uh, with the live uh, live showings for Holland League. And uh, I'm calling it right now. 23.3 will be my year for LCS content. Oh, fantastic. Looking <laughs> forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. All right. Watch out, dude. This guy's going to take your job. He, he can have it. No. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's also time to say goodbye to Joe. Best of luck tomorrow. Anything you want to say to any of the fans out there? Uh, yeah, look, this was fun. I, this is all fun and games, joking around. Honestly, like, thank you guys all for coming out. This means a lot to the players, uh, especially. And regardless of who you're rooting for tomorrow, uh, it's going to be an awesome event. You know, you didn't ask me my score, but I'm going to give it anyway. I'm going to ride with my guys who all said 3-0. So I trust them uh, wholeheartedly. So we're uh, we're excited uh, to put on a show tomorrow. I want to get Faker's fourth and the, and the uh, the funky bunch their first. And uh, let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's be loud and yeah, go T1. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Joe. Best of luck tomorrow. Thank you, Joe. Yes. Thank you for enjoy the chip. All right. Before we get the next guest out, I think it's time for. Drew to bring us a little delivery, courtesy of Grubhub. Yeah. What's Doublelift eating tonight? Holy. Sh- Let's see. We what do we get? Doublelift. He has to eat it. Is the rule? I'm pretty hungry. Is that? That's. I don't think that's the rule. We have a nice little dessert. A dessert here that they have brought us. It looks like ah a Danish. Would you like a Danish, Peter? Um, I'm not a Danish guy. You're not I'm, a not Danish a da- guy. I'm not a Danish guy. I'm not a Danish okay. guy. Let, let Mark. Let Mark. Eat. Mark. Mark. Enjoy this Danish. He's looking malnourished. Thank you, Grubhub for delivering our dessert for tonight. Uh, So speaking of Grubhub, by the way, did you all know in the audience that you can go for the win and go for Grubhub? Oh, you all already knew. Okay, so then you also probably knew that you could use code 
TGI Worlds and get $5 off your Grubhub order of $10 or more now through November 18th. Wow, they're extending that for a while. Uh, thank you so much to Grubhub for doing that. With Grubhub, your food, food delivery just got better. Get your food delivered on time and at the lowest price guaranteed or they'll make it right. It's been fantastic to have Grubhub on the show. Did you guys know we couldn't have done this five show tour of Worlds without our partners and Grubhub being one of them. They've been fantastic to work with. Thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show and, uh, and really appreciate their sponsorship. And thank them for letting me borrow their Lambo. <laughs> it's really amazing. Wow, they let the... <laughs> you know, the, the orange Grubhub Lambo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank, um. thank you, Grubhub, for saving my life. Okay. Uh, our next guest is here joining us as the new general manager of Golden Guardians. It's Nick Anero-Smith. Welcome to the Woo! stage, Anero. You can uh, join oh, next, to, uh, oh. next to Mark. Um, for people who don't know, uh, that's where the Golden State Warriors play, and that's yeah. their parent company. Yes. That's the only reason I'm here. That's where the Golden Guardians play? Golden Guardians yes, play there every Travis. weekend. Yeah. Wow, Golden Guardians are there every weekend. That's insane. Okay, welcome, Anero. What well, I know you, unfortunately, don't have a team at Worlds this year, but what Thank is you. it like uh, being at Worlds? Uh, it's been pretty cool so far. I mean, a little closer on the mic. Yeah. A little closer? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's been good so far. It's kind of a... I mean, I flew in at 6 a.m. I got a solid two hours sleep last night. So yeah. Tomorrow will be better, I think. But no, today was fun. But I've I mean, been, so. it is. I think it must be kind of cool because obviously this is for worlds and a global event, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, the the company you work for owns this venue and has yeah. got all this cool stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool. No, I mean, it's sick. I, I've never been to a, I've actually never been to a Riot event before outside of Miami. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so this my, is a good one to open one. up to. Okay. Yeah, I get to go to World Finals. So yes, that's a six second one to go. Okay. To, next question: Are you looking for an ADC? Um, because I know one person who wow. may or may not be looking for a job right now. Yep. That's rumored, at least. Yeah. Who would that be? Uh, Sneaky. He's trying oh. to get back. Yes. True. Nice. Yes. I stole your joke from earlier. Thank you. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're in the market, you're like uh, Amy Schumer, you could you could talk to me later. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So, uh, no, it's, it's good to have you on. Uh, I don't know, Mark, if we have any takes that feel uh, good for an... Oh, era. I got one. I got one. Yeah. Did you see Hello. the Reddit thread of uh, Golden Guardians announcing their, their new staff this year? Did you guys see it? It's so funny, man. Okay, no. So what, I was scrolling, it was on, on it. like the third page of Reddit, and it was like, Golden Guardians announces their new coaching staff. There's like 15 comments, okay? It's like buried. And all nice. 15 comments are just shitting on Golden Guardians. It's the funniest Reddit thread I've ever seen. We, we bring an arrow <laughs> on, and this is what you do? No, I, I'm sorry. It's a, it I love you. This is literally what you do. You like say, the thing is, did you see the, the thread earlier this year on the third page of the subreddit <laughs> with 15 no, because, comments? Like, it was so funny. They were all mean to Golden Guardians. No, uh, yeah, it, that's actually no. true. But it, it's just sometimes you're really in the dumps, right? You're looking for anything entertaining, and... That's just what I got. There's some great zero upvote hundred comment threads where it's no, just all... No, there is. Yeah. There is. There was yeah. like a couple people like they're Golden Guardians fans for life. And then like the other guys were just saying like, man, Golden Guardians is the only org. Like who are these nobodies? Who are these randoms? It was so funny. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. I think <laughs> I've seen him. Hunter's the somewhere back there. He's going to come beat you up. I know, I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. Uh, either way, do we have a, a take, Mark Zimmerman? You, you're trying to get out of the situation? So you this immediately one avoided Travis. You don't even let me answer. The Are you going to answer? Did you see what? this Reddit thread? I don't Dude, know. What I is the answer? Funny. Sounds rhetorical as a question to Dude, me. I respond to all the people that shit talk me on Twitter. Okay, go for <laughs> it. Nero's got thick like, skin. It's just funny. Yeah. Dude, half the people, when they shit talk you on Twitter, if you just respond to them and like kind of join in on it, they end up liking you. For uh, I see. Like, I it's see. kind of funny. I don't know. So what's oh your response? God. What? What's your response? To what? The hate you, you just said you did You need to make a burner account. That's your response. You don't have a burner account? No, actually, it was fun. Do you, you know, you know, an arrow's like ripped now, right? I know you're. I am not ripped now, Travis. Which which one That's of you guys old. could bench more? I think is a good question. Oh, d- probably him. Probably him. Me, me and Peter. Yeah. yeah, I think I win. Do you think you win? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I think I weigh like a hundred more pounds. I think. Well, uh, that, that helps. <laughs> what is the show? What do we turn this into? That's scrawny, dude. Travis. Let's let's wrestle right now. <laughs> Take off your clothes. Hotline lead becomes a weightlifting <laughs> show. Yeah. Sounds good. All I'm saying is maybe you shouldn't shit talk Golden Guardians in front of this man. Um, oh shit, my bad. Okay, uh, what do we got, Mark? Okay, so this is I'm not gonna ask this person to come up. I just thought it was funny that Peter said LCS is good as a hot take by itself. I didn't say that. Not that you, was... Peter. A different. Peter. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Sorry, I should have clarified. I think it's funny that that's, so, that's that, funny. That qualifies, dude. You guys brought that like that like TikTok dude on, and he's like. Oh, all the, all the LCS teams gonna make it out of groups, and then like, he was actually serious. That was <laughs> his actual take. Daniel, watching this. Yeah, David's probably out there somewhere. All right, so here's a different Daniel who we actually will invite up. Uh, Daniel Riv R Y V. Daniel um, Riz. R- Riz. Riv. Daniel Riz. Daniel Riv. Okay, Daniel Riv. I think. Please. Oh, it looks like somebody's on their way right now to the show. We're gonna get them on here in just a second. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to the show. Come around this way. Oh, you were, you I love you were, were optimistic you at the fan meet NA earlier? takes double lift. You were not at the meet and greet. Okay. Do, well. do you need your, your take or you remember it? I remember it. Okay. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the show. What is your name? Daniel Rue. Daniel Rue. character, yeah. Okay. Well, Mark can't read. Dude, okay. Drew's U looks like a V. It's like got a sharp bottom. Oh, this is Drew that wrote it. That I right write this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, where are you joining us from? Um, Vancouver, BC, Canada. Vancouver. Uh, Canada. Have we? Yeah, that's crazy. We get so many international folks on this world's episodes. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my take was is that NA is going to be a top two region within the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd roars in approval. They definitely... Dude, most of these guys are even fr- like from NA for sure. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I like... <laughs> I like this is what we've gotten to where you can say something not that's like that's not even that big of a thing. It's like in the next five years, in the next half a decade, and the NA fans are like, boo. <laughs> How dare you say something positive about our region? You're not supposed to do that. Okay, why do you think this is gonna happen? Um, so I did want to break it down a little bit into the top four regions, but I'll go through it quickly because I know sure. I tend to talk a lot, but yeah. Um, so in, in terms of LPL, I actually think that the new laws that they imposed on um, the gaming hours that youth can play, I think they're only limited to three hours a week. Um, I think that's going to have long-term effects on the amount of talent that's going to come out of China. So maybe maybe five years is a little bit optimistic, but like eventually I think if we have Chinese players who are only playing three hours a week and we have like the next Tyler 2 who's grinding 20 hours a day, um, like 
I think eventually the Tyler 2s will come out and NA will eventually have a stronger Tom. So you're them. you're not saying NA will get good because NA will get good. You're like NA will get good because China will get bad. I need to first bring down the other regions first. Yeah, then, then, all right, now make fun of Europe. Yeah. Now get Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for LEC, I, I think it's interesting actually because I think NA and, LE and Europe are going into like new eras um, where LEC seems like a lot of the old guard is leaving, like for example, Yankos is supposedly not going to be on the team uh, for next year. And I think with also 2022, um, which, uh, which region has the 100% best of series record against each other? NA against you? NA. Yeah, NA. Yes. Yeah, Mad Lions. Where it's, uh, what, five, zero, and, yeah. five minus, and three, uh, I yeah. think. Five and three <laughs> out of this world, so yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. And for NA, I think the reason why I feel more optimistic is because I feel that the past year in LCS was the most excited I've been, most invested I've been in a really long time. Um, I think most of it came from EG and a lot of the hype that came from the newer players, like the new generation. I think so watching JoJo and Danny play was really reinvigorating as a fan. So it sounds like you're not interested in seeing any older players come back. Well, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to take about that okay. next. Just kidding. Um, okay. So, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a rumor. That's a rumor. <laughs> So okay, so uh, so and and if, if, now we did perform pretty poorly at Worlds. So even if it was an exciting yeah, yeah. year, mm -hmm. we it didn't seem like that excitement extended out into our Worlds performance. It was a start, though. It was a start. Right, it was okay. A start. It was like the introduction of this new generation, I guess, which is like the narrative that the broadcast has been pushing the entire year. Yes. And I feel that's going to extend, hopefully, within the next five years. But yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. All right, Peter. Next five years. Oh, but well, wait, wait. Last one question. Okay. What is define top tier region? Because we need to top define two. He said top two. Two top two. Okay. Yeah, top two region. Top yeah. two region. There's an echo. Okay. Travis doesn't listen. It is you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Peter, top two region in the next five years. I mean, half a decade's long time, right? Uh, is it? What do you think the other? Who do you think the other region's gonna be? Um. I mean, I think LCK will always be on top. I think to your point about LPL, like China having those gaming restriction things, like from what I understand, no one actually cares about that stuff. Like basically everyone's just running around. All the little kids are running around. They make accounts in their like parents' names or like their uncle or like just some random person. And then uh, there's no way, man, that like Chinese little kids are playing three hours of games a week. Like there's just no way. Like you could just go to a cafe and you could instantly break that rule in one day. Um, Basically, I, from what I understand, like those those rules, those like restrictions are so the government can say that they like did something, you know, like oh we're helping, like but they didn't actually do anything. You don't think that it'll like overall though increase the barrier of entry to like? I don't know, man. Like there's oh, yeah. that there's that like China, super so meme saying like it's hard if, to say, yeah. there's always some kid in China who can do it better. <laughs> like that's that's how <laughs> it feels. No joke. Well, but, let's, um, let's move away from LPL and focus on the LCS aspect of this, which is... Oh, okay, okay. Because, which, like, to be top two, you would have to be better than LPL. Sure, sure. Yeah. But to this to this point, you, you watched uh, LCS this year, Peter. What did yeah. you think of this year? Do you think it was really exciting? Is there a bunch of new hope in the new players? Blah, blah, blah. Ooh, I feel like in s spring, it was cool to watch EG win. I felt like every team just underperformed, like, to be honest. If you're just looking across the board, like, 100 Thieves, one LCS... Then they came back. They sucked. Uh, team Liquid is supposed to be this super team. They basically crutched on like, oh, Santorin couldn't play for a while. And like, uh, we had this VC issue with Core, but they sucked. And it just felt like a really weak year for LCS, but it was kind of saved 
because of EG. I agree. Like I think yeah, Jojo and yeah. Danny is like really exciting to watch. They made crazy plays. Like they're really easy to root for. So because of them, it felt really fun. But in terms of the actual level of play, um, it wasn't that great. I, I feel like I LCS. I, I get what you mean by that. Yeah. I feel like a boomer when I'm saying this, but like. Five, it was better ago. back in my day. No, like, like the level of play was actually higher between the top teams. Like the top teams were actually so close. There was like Immortals, which was like the regular season gods. Like they would never drop a game in the regular season. And then there was like... There's yes, old M29. Immortals, just so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah not no. new Immortals. New Immortals, yeah. S. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I did feel like before there was a certain level of like excellence with the top teams that doesn't exist right now. I even feel like right now, if you took the top three teams that went to Worlds, like EG, 100 Thieves, C9, and you put them against like mid-tier teams, they would probably lose some games. There's not that much separation. So this it year's not inspiring close, you. Though. Okay. That's why I think next year is exciting though, because I don't know if you can elaborate on anything, Travis, about what's to happen for next year in terms of rosters and whatnot, but it does seem like a lot of changes. Well, we, yeah. we do have Leak. a GM of a North American team What makes here. you think that I get to like say anything about that, Mark? <laughs> Not about the teams, about the future of North America and like how oh, you're I feeling you were about the it. future of rosters. Yeah, well, you could just tell us that, too. If you yeah. Uh, yeah Who's okay. playing on Golden Guardians next year? Yeah, I'm just going to be what? Uh, LSES Wulu? That's the account? L yeah. yeah yes. I'll just do that live on stage. That's me, actually. Yeah, one of the Pokemon sheeps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but okay. What, what did you think, Anero, of the talent this year, and what do you think that holds for the future of the league? Are we going to be top two in the next five years? The talent this year? So, I mean, are you just referencing JoJo and Danny? No, like I mean, LCS. Because that was the big there, narrative piece. Well, of. but there's also Berserker. There's Another Summit. We don't talk about him anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, are we talking NA talent? I We're talking about we LCS talent, talent players. After. Canero, or just the LCS yeah. as a whole. Yes. Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I think the JoJo and Danny part was pretty big. Um, I, know, I know I referenced this like coming in. Like Ichi kind of did everything right, having really solid veteran guys around the probably best roles to throw in, like a rookie in AD carry at the start, and then on mid. Um, that's pretty important. Teams have done it poorly in the past. Pretty good example, uh, Golden Guardians. We did it pretty poorly in the past. It didn't help, didn't help our guys there at all. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of exciting if teams start building correctly around it and doing that. And it can be good, but like, shit, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, Travis. I don't know what other orgs are going to do. Are you optimistic about the future of North America? Even if it's not top two all the way, but like... Yeah, I mean, top two is like hard to say, especially when your, your pitch was... Everyone's gonna get worse. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> go through the whole thing, suck. but it's like everyone else is gonna get worse. So we're That's just gonna like thing. exist, and then eventually we pass them. I don't know. I'm optimistic it'll be better, but it's hard to say. It was like one year where there was a good team doing it. It's not gonna be an optimistic trend until it's like, oh, two years and this happened. You know? Yeah. Mark, how are you feeling about NA's chances long term? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not too worried about the LPL. The double lifts point. I think uh, LCK is insane. That all four of their teams this year. Like, I was I was someone, I'll probably talk about this some other time, but just like, oh, who needs four seeds? And like, oh, one of them's in world finals. Never mind. Uh, so, like, I don't see how we're going to pass them to be top two. I am optimistic overall um, in terms of, I think, there was a very rough period, both in terms of broadcast and also just, like, how people built teams of just, like, money. Investors gave me $5 million. I got to spend it. And I think people are hopefully going to get a little smarter about it and while well as investing in North American talent. Um, and we'll see if that happens. But, like, yeah, I think there's reasons to be optimistic. Not that optimistic. I'm pretty optimistic. Top five for sure. Major Top region. five? You worried about the PCS coming back in? 
Okay, uh, but there are some good signs from this past year, right? Like, people used to just shit on NA talent, and we did have some good NA talent that popped up, and they were a pretty cool story. And maybe you can meme on the fact that, like, oh, yeah, it's this narrative that gets pushed so much. But, like, it got pushed so much for a reason. Well, even, like, CLG, I know they didn't, like, pop off so hard, but, like, they got fifth. They had a competitive series. Palafox looked better than, you know, Dokla looked better in recent years and stuff like that. Like, they yeah. just each. Champions Q, I think, is really cool. And while it's in its infancy, and we're hopefully going to make sure that we're just going to continue to shame these players into actually playing Champions Q. But um, I think I think that's a really good sign. I, I'm hopeful that it'll get uh, pushed more. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't know if top two. But I do think, I do think in the next five years, we will have an LCS team make a really good run because they've done it multiple times. I mean, Peter is somehow an MSI finalist, so it can happen. It can happen. We don't, I don't know if you still talk about it anymore. If that was, it's like a PTSD thing. Uh, dude, we just got lucky. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Um, just want to shout out my boys back at Vancouver, Bill John and Goofson. Um, and I also want to give an anti-shout-out to all the scalpers and all the people who are selling fake tickets. Yeah, fuck scalpers. Um, hopefully, all of you who don't have tickets can find some reasonable prices as they yeah. drop tomorrow. Yeah, hold on tight. Thank you so much. That was the loudest we've gotten this crowd the whole time. So, yeah. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, ho- hopefully see you this weekend. Yeah, thanks so much. Take the microphone, and... Thank you. All right. Thank you. So, I, I, I wasn't going to... P- There's been a couple of takes on either side of this debate. But after Double of chose violence against Golden Guardians, I got to give the narrow a chance to fight back. Zane T, if Zane T is here, Zane, uh, go. Zane yeah. has a very excited friend as well. <laughs> He's like, that's him, that's him. I'd love to see it. Zane coming through. Uh, you know, I want him to drop a nuke on me. <laughs> come, come through. All right. Zane, Zane, come quick, quick, quick. We're all waiting for you. You'll come here. Wait, Anero, what team were you on before? What do you mean? Before oh. Golden Guardians. Also, you just ego checked the hell out of me with that one. What team was I on before? Echo Fox. And then Dream Team, Tainted Mind. Oh, 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 so this whole time you've been on Golden Guardians, you got promoted to, to GM. Yeah, he yeah. was their coach oh, okay, before. Okay. He was their coach. You, you didn't know that he was on. You don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. No, it's right. That was an honest question. I, I, I'm <laughs> Zane, good. you're up here it's to start good. some violence. I'm sorry. What's, no, that. that Should I sit there? Should I sit there? Uh, if you feel more comfortable, if you want yeah, to. Let's do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Before you drop oh, the nuke shit. on him, you gotta change couch. <laughs> All right, okay. here you go, Zane. Go for Zane, it. Zane, welcome to the show. Where are you I joining? Take yeah, you yeah. Can, you can. Also, where are you joining us from? I'm from DC. DC. Nice. Okay. Uh, what do you What do you got for us tonight? Okay, so this is my take. Double lift coming back to competitive is bad for any competition. All right. I like that you had to ask. You're like, can I see this again to remember? It was That's like a big if. Yeah, it's like six or seven words. Uh, okay, why is it bad? Um, am I allowed to like name drop? What? Like players? Sh- I you can do whatever you want. I mean, don't be like <laughs> problematic, but yeah, you. Yeah, can. yeah, yeah. I think, I think when it comes down to the NA eighty carry like pool. I think everyone should be at least like world class when it comes to like competing with LPL and LCK, and I think Doublelift is the only person that does that. And when you account for like all the AD carries that are in that pool, and if he enters it again, the gap between one and two is very deep because Doublelift can carry himself through all the competition when it comes to LPL and the LCK. But I don't think anyone else comes close. I think an example of that is like this year, 
a lot of the 80 carries and sports got gapped. So why is this bad if you're saying that Doublelift is like a god amongst I men? I didn't know you were going to suck me off. You could just come <laughs> right over here, man. <laughs> I don't think any talent has ever like progressed in terms of like meeting that international like competition. So why, why would it be bad if he came back then in your mind? It just shows that any never kind of like grew. And that's really sad. So if he comes back and smurfs on all these kids, then everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, we suck. If this like washed up ex-streamer can come back and, and run the league. Is that, that's your point, that it's just like a bad look. Yes, that a veteran, that a world-class veteran has to come back to show that he's the only person that's able to really like compete with world-class players. Gotcha. Okay, so it's more of a narrative issue than it is like, I think we got you on thinking that you were going to be like, double lift I sucks. You gonna, I thought you were going to fuck me up. I mean, this is... <laughs> yeah, this that, this is the problem. Nice you, know, take. you don't uh, know exactly what's going to come out. I like it. His take is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Damn it. I was trying no. to get someone to insult you. All right. Uh, Peter, if a theoretical world occurred where yeah. you decided to come out of retirement and compete next year, would you be the best ADC in the LCS? Yes, of course. <laughs> What gives you such confidence? I mean, Berserker's pretty good, right? Dude, it's so... F oh, my God. Uh, I, I was if I was to come back, right, I would say that since I retired, there's only Berserker who really looks good, and nothing he does is special. Like, you could ask any player, any, any coach, who, like, when they watch him play, is he special? He's just good. Anero, you were a coach this year. Is uh, he special? Hello. Is Berserker Does, special? Is he, is he like on another level? He's good. He's pretty good. Like, oh, what do you, you want to do? You want to like break this down about Berserker? Like, no, no, I just, he good. said you could ask any coach. I'm asking a coach yeah. just to confirm this. Is he special? Uh, he's pretty good, but I mean, it's always hard to really tell. Like, competition. He's playing with Zven, roll swap support going in. Weren't the best like lanes overall, like punishing in the game. So everything's just coming down to team fights later. He's fucking good at team fighting. So, okay, but on the world stage, we were running in a lot of issues in lane and shit. I think it's hard to really get a read on people there. Yeah. I don't know. He's good. I think double F coming back would be fucking good. I was ready to contest this point, too. I was expecting the same thing. And I was going to say, no, it's probably good. He's one of the veterans that actually grinds the fucking game all day. But So you would, you would be excited well, to see Peter return to the LCS? Yeah, I think it'd be good. On Golden Guardians. I mean, I'm just going to say, I did hear Doublelift in an interview a long time ago say he would never join a team like Golden Guardians. That would be like the last thing he would ever do. So uh, I don't know if that one's happening, man. Sorry. Oh, I need to stop saying stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, would you All good. join on hard mode, like a Dignitas, like an Immortals, like one of these orgs that, that usually are bottom half of the league? I, I think like if I did want to play, I wouldn't mind playing on a... Because you would need to prove yourself again. And I think a good player can shine on a bad team. Like, I, I genuinely think so. Like, for example, a lot of these players, like Caria, you know, they were on, like, whatever mediocre teams. And then they hop onto a... They, they shine, and then they hop onto a better team later. Um, the only reason why you wouldn't want to do that as, like, a veteran player is, like, oh, you only think you're going to play for, like, one or two more years. And you don't want to waste that valuable time. Like, um, but, but, yeah, like... I've carried pretty shitty teams. It's just a good a good player can carry. That's it. Like that should be your mentality. Like you will win no matter what. Um, so yeah, I think I think I would 
if I was going to play. <laughs> I would do that. Um, but yeah, no, coming back and stuff, uh, like, it would, it would be bad for the LCS. I would say, like, I've heard this argument from another LCS player who was talking to me about it, and he's like, I'm not going to name him who he is, but he was like, oh, Bjergsen's bad for the LCS. Like, his his style is, like, is like holding people back. And it's, like, holding LCS back. And it's like, well, if, if he's good, or sorry, like, uh, assume that he's good, and you hate his style. <clears throat> if he, if other players are better, shouldn't they be able to beat him? Because like he's what you're saying is like he's objectively like not good. So, I think like basically my my point my point is that having good competition definitely makes everyone better. And then even if that person is just a training tool for someone else, that's valuable. Like just having that person there so other people can you know kind of like figuratively sharpen their skills against him is valuable. I think in our last episode, or maybe the one before that, we had uh, people, after this rumor came out on the show, and I, I saw this on Reddit as well, uh, where people were saying, well, Doublelift was washed whenever he was at the end. Like, he got carried by Bjerks into Worlds. He went 0-6. Uh, there was a, a line. What was the line, Mark, that you said that was like, oh, he saw everyone go 1-5, and five. And he needs to show them how to go there, zero there was, six. There was a Reddit comment. Did you see that one? <laughs> <laughs> Double saw everyone funny. go one and five and had to show them That's how it's done. I'll do it better. <laughs> so I guess again, like, what would you say to the people who? And again, this is all a theoretical world where you were interested in coming back. But uh, what would you say to the people who say that like your last year was a disaster and you didn't deserve? You know, you don't deserve to come back. And world, you know, Soren carried you to Worlds, et cetera, et cetera. Dude, I don't even think Soren thinks he carried me to Worlds. Like, I don't know what these people are smoking. Our team, uh, we played the way that was. I would say it fit our style the best. And whether you know whether or not you would like to see that or not, it doesn't matter. We played the style that we thought had the highest win rate, and. Basically, it was weak side bottom, and we played it top because BB only played carries, and he was really good at him. Um, so yeah, like maybe a lot of for a lot of playoffs, it's like, oh, like why isn't Double if like fucking doing like top damage, getting like ten kills per game? But you know, from from my personal perspective, I think I played pretty well. Um, I would say my team was happy with my performance as well. I'm outside of like me TPing lane without buying, um, <laughs> but like you know, th there's like some yeah, there's some games where I fucked up pretty bad and. Overall, though, I would say my team was more than happy. Um, as for my last year, it was definitely not my best year. Going 06 at Worlds is not fun, guys. <laughs> it's not a good time. Um, but are you are you sad that you ended your career right, that way? All right, this isn't an interview. All right, you, you holy shit, we got to travel. You guys, guys have been I had such a great line there at the end, Mark. What's your great line? It's too late. Anyway, thank you so much. What anything you want to shout out? Um, I want to shout out you guys. I've been watching you guys for a while, so really, really excited to how you guys have grown. And this is awesome. My boy Sid, we flew out together. We actually bought World's tickets, uh, sorry, a hotel and air flights before we even bought the tickets. So we were prepared to come no matter what. And it's been a great journey so far. Awesome. You got the tickets, though. Yeah, we got the tickets. Nice. Okay. Oh, let's go. Dude, nice. I've never seen a wingman that hyped in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to tre treasure that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, thank you so much for joining us, and I uh, hope to see you maybe tomorrow. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks. All right.
I think it is also time to say goodbye to Nick and Aerosmith. Bye, Travis. Yes. Uh, do you, is there anything that you would like to say to any of the fans out there about what, I don't know, Golden Guardians is going to be able to pull off? Also, yeah, this banner is... Uh, I, that thing has been, been creaking. Falling. I don't know, I don't know if you can hear it, but... It's on its way. It's getting windy in San Francisco. Maybe we can spring, bring out some more sandbags or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Thanks to the fans I actually got to meet uh, over there at the Golden Guardians booth. It, it was nice seeing you guys. Uh, one guy there at the, the Ben Yumi sign. Um... <laughs> No, it's cool. I really appreciate it. Like, I, it's like I said, it's my first real ride event to go to, and it's been it's been sick as fuck. Honestly, I've really really enjoyed it. So, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Anero. No worries. You want me yeah. to leave this here? Woo-hoo! All right. Uh, it is as we say goodbye to Anero. It is time for another special guest to join us, uh, which is none other than Lorlo, noted. League of Legends streamer. The legend? Hello, hello. hello. It's hello. Jana Top. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hello. What's up? Uh, star of Breaking Point, I believe. Uh, Is this going to be the talk? <laughs> Just Breaking Point? Yeah. Reminiscent? That's what you're doing for. No. Uh, welcome, Lola. How's Worlds been for you so far? Busy. I've been doing fan meets over at the Verizon booth with Soren. Whippo, Bob, and Core, like for five hours today. And then we did four hours yesterday as well. Mike, a little closer to Oh, you. sorry. But yeah, um, yeah it's, been, it's been amazing. I haven't been to any Worlds event personally. And like seeing something like this live, I'm just so, I'm super excited for the games. I don't know about you guys, but like this finals is going to be fucking sick. You've been I'm watching so all of it, I assume? Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been watching closely. And uh, I got a little take. I'm rooting for DRX 3 0. That's my take. Oh, wow. I think Zeka MVP. Okay. Earlier, Peter said that the only people who say that are just they want to go against the grain. So why do you think, do you, you said you're rooting for them. Do you think it's going to happen? Okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Like, there's no better story. They're like, the Cinderella story needs to end. Wait, you're going right to narrative? The, the story needs to end. It's, it's, it's perfect. It needs to end perfect. The gauntlet, right? The gauntlet, they came, what? Like, no one expected them to win that set. No one expected them to beat Gen G. No one's gonna expect them to win here. Like it's just, it's written perfectly. Like I'm rooting for the underdogs. Let's be honest. Lorlo, if they win tomorrow, how will they win? How will they win? Well, we, what do you? Nothing. Go I think ahead. Zeka's gonna pop off. He's been absolutely shitting on every mid laner this tournament. I, I was a huge Chovy fan and Gen G fan, and I had them winning the whole thing. Like I think Chovy and Ruler were playing like absolute AI and bots this whole, this whole year, and like watching Chovy's lane and how Ruler plays, they're absolutely insane. But like Zeka just shitting on Chovy the whole set and playing like he did. I'm just I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Mark, who we you want to pull a caller? Yeah. Uh, there was a Zeka call. Should I do this, it? Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. All yeah. All right. All right. Jack B. If you're still Jack around, B. Jack B. I if the cold, the, I think we are losing a little, a uh, couple people to the cold. They're probably yeah. Me too. Trying soon, to find man. a warm spot. Dude, it's so cold. Do you need another hand That's warmer? Right. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, we can we can have one brought out if we need to. I don't here know we go, Jack here. B. Jack B. Welcome to the stage. Yeah. You want to join us over here? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Welcome, Jack B. To the stage. Where are you joining us from? I live in Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Nice. Nice. Not too far of a, a trip out here, right? Nope. At least, at least uh, compared to some of the other folks that have have made it on. Okay. What is your take for the evening? Uh, my take is that. Zika is gonna mid gap faker all four games of the series. Mid gap faker all 
four. So, so sneaking so in the three-one <laughs> prediction as yeah, well. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Why do you think this? Uh, I think that the meta really favors Zechariah now, and I think that he plays the champions prominent in the meta, stuff like Akali, stuff like Xylus, better than Faker does. Got you. So it's the so it's really the meta that's going to carry him. A little bit, yes. Okay. What do you think about this, Laura? You were just talking about him. So what do you think? Me is it meta that's allowing him to hard carry? Dude, I think this guy's just built different. Like, he's absolutely insane. Like, this... He dude, he's been playing so crazy. He's so fun to watch, too. I feel like... I don't know. No one really knew of him until this world, right? I don't know if you guys knew of him or, like, anyone in the crowd or, like, anyone watching. But, like, this guy's been so exciting to watch, I think. He's... He reminds me of, like, when Faker first started, too. He's, like, he's coming to World Series, absolutely putting on the insane show and... I think he's just going to do it again in the finals. But Mark, he was not. I mean, he was not known as this powerhouse before Worlds, right? He's really like shown up. No, like this. people who were fans of him slash like followed LCK would be like, yeah, watch out for Zeka. He's like not that bad. You know, like DRX don't count them out of play-ins. It was like how the conversation was before Worlds. Like and the no one was like he's the best mid in the world, which is like what it kinda is arguable right now. It's like yeah. you just beat Chovy. It's like okay, Faker's left. <laughs> shit on everyone else. Shit <laughs> on Scout. You know, like. I don't think anyone was saying he's one of the best mids in the world a month and a half. And other than Zeka, too, like, how can you not love Death? Like, dude, his story's <laughs> so fucking sick, man. Like, how can you not love that guy? And, like, he's in playing insane, too. He reminds me a lot, like, I played with Piglet in the Breaking Point arc, but, like, he reminds <laughs> me a lot of Piglet, too. Like, oh, no. just watching how he, how he plays is, like, I don't know, he reminds me of just Piglet back then. And, I'm like, I just see similarities back then. And, like, I don't know, man. I love watching that guy play, too. He, he clarified how he played, so I, I, I dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, <you're good. laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think of this, Peter? Is he gonna mid? Yeah, I, I've been watching Zeka since play-ins because I, I had to do my watch parties for play-ins, and he was definitely noticeably better on melee mids than ranged by far. And in play-ins, specifically, he would drop like 15 kill games, just have like crazy performances. I know that that's level competition is lower, but I, I could just tell he's different on those champs. Um, is he better than Faker though? I don't know. That that one's tough to swallow because they're both. It's like it's like funny because when you think of Faker, like what do you think? You think of like the Zed play. You think of like his assassin play. Galio. For me, I I think of all melee champs like the Riven play where he turns Cassio's ulti just totally one millisecond perfectly. Um, for me, like, Faker is, he's the melee mid guy. Like, that's just what he does. Um, so if Zeka gaps him, I'll be pretty surprised. I think it's very even, personally. Very even in the mid lane. Yeah. Do you think Zeka's been uh, helped this tournament by the meta? Yeah, yeah. Because when you play solo queue and you climb, right, like, low experienced players are going to be a lot better at playing champs that are more similar to solo queue. So this guy, obviously, he got scouted a couple years ago. What was he playing? Probably not Azir. He was probably playing champs like Silas and Akali, smurfing on people, getting fed, like carrying games in solo queue. That translates directly into his competitive games now. Um, so yeah, I mean, the meta definitely has a huge influence. Because like, if you just think about how long Faker's played Control Mages compared to this guy, it's a huge difference. But if you're thinking about the Silas-Akali matchup, that matchup has only existed for like four years. That's probably the entire time that Zek has been playing the game. I also think, like, I, I wouldn't call him, like, the meta has obviously helped with these, but he's not, like, one-tricking. Uh, like, his Ari game was really good. His Galio game plays pretty different than actual Assassin's. So, like, I think he's 
more diverse than people give him credit for because it's like he's literally the best Akali Silas in the world and then he's like good at everything else. Hmm. But yeah, so obviously the meta favors him. I also feel like I could see a world where Zekka gets the better of Faker in lane phase and stuff like that, but Faker's... Chovy is like the laning god, and if he's not going to do that, like you're not going to be that worried about him. And he was like doing really weird shit. Like he eat into a minion wave and got hit by an Ari charm. He like burns flash going after Piosik, who still had his Q up on Kindred, and just flash ease him, and Piosik just jumps away. And he's like, "What the fuck was that?" And so like, I think Cho Chovy got in his own head or like didn't know. I don't know. I've, he just looked bad, like actively not playing well. So I I uh, I don't think Faker's going to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched Faker like choke. In any any way, I feel that too. Even though I'm like rooting for DRX to win, like I got to play versus Zeus and Champs Q, and when I play versus that guy, I off the bat I said he was the best top player in the world. Like he's super clean in lane, he's absolutely insane. So I I do think if T1 is gonna win, it's gonna be off him continually smurfing because he's been insane in this tournament as well. Um, but I, I, my heart's for DRX still, and I hope they just just complete the Cinderella story. I mean, it would be it would be really cool. I feel like we've got crazy cool storylines going into finals, regardless. I mean, uh, I know everybody's like, okay, we're tired of hearing about Faker and the Zoomers, but I I still really like that story as well. Either way, thank you so much, Jack, for joining. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, sure. I'd like to shout out my mom and dad. Uh, I think they're I got them into watching Worlds after watching some of the Netflix documentaries, which is pretty sweet. That's awesome. I uh, got a few friends back home who are taking a look, and uh, I had about 12 people. We all tried to buy tickets on the day they came out with the MasterCard thing. Uh, I was the only one who got in. I got two of them, so really happy about it. Yeah, you survived. I survived. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, either way, Survivor's Guilt maybe is part of it, yes. A little bit. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. I will grab the microphone, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you so much. Round of applause for Jack. Woo! Yes. All right, what do you got uh, for us next, Mark? So Drew failed me. Uh-oh. I didn't write a name on this one. Uh, but I can say... I'll dock his pay. The, the LPL and their prospects on winning finals, if that's enough of a hint on who this was. I don't know your name. The LPL and the prospects on winning finals. If you're Another here, finals. Another finals. Is that uh, still they, they don't have very high prospects, I don't think, at this finals. No, it's, odds are they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. I think last week had a rough. Is there up. anyone who had still here with a take about LPL? I don't see anyone moving through the back yet. So, Damn. Uh, oh wait, nope, never oh. mind. That's uh, not that's an event staff. Okay, well, uh, let's let's pick another person. All right, well then I need a second because I didn't think that was going to happen. Yes, you guys talk about while, while you well, how about you guys talk about it while Lark, I look. Uh, Orla, LPL will no no. I was going to ask you guys talk about the ball. The Peter talk about the ball lane matchup. Like, what he thinks of Deft and Guma? I'm just curious. Um, what do I think of him? Well, I feel like Deft didn't play that well in the last series. Like he, he, by all accounts, he got carried by Zeka. That doesn't mean he played bad, but it was like every lane was invisible except for mid, and mid is just completely running them over in game. And actually, I think Piosik performed really well too. Yeah, I agree with that. He busted out Kindred. Like no one really likes playing Kindred at Worlds, and like he made it look really strong. Um. So for bot lane, like, yeah, I don't know. Ever since that series against EDG where they're playing, like, super crazy stuff, you know, they're playing, like, Ashheimer, um, they're playing, like, stuff that no other bot lane is playing, I am really curious because I know that Guma said, um, Guma said something like, our, our champion pool is unmatched by, like, any team. And I'm assuming that they scrim all the other teams at Worlds at that point. 
So he must feel like they have a bunch of tricks up their sleeve in terms of like volleying picks. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Personally, I feel like T1's volleying has been playing a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely see World War Depth and Barrel take over lane because they also play stuff that no one else plays. Like one game, they played Ezreal Heimer. It's like if I played that shit, I would, I would think that we were trolling and trying to lose. But they made it look good. Like, it was not bad. That was the backdoor game where the inhib respawned 1 HP. Yeah. Um, so, I think it'll be close. I just think T1's ball lane is really, really strong right now. Yeah. I agree. I think they're playing insane in lane, like, most of their games. So, they're, like, 2v2 yeah. killing and creating advantages, like, almost every game. So Yeah, I, I feel like e everywhere, like, for T1, it's, like, top, hard winning. Zeus, best top in the world. Ball lane, hard winning. And then mid jungle, I'm, like... I'm not sure. It could go either way. But. Yeah. Uh, on that jungle topic, uh, Amit, if you're here, uh, hopefully you're yeah, not gone. I'm like the LPL. What's, which name? Sorry, you're a little Amit. 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 Yeah, I think. If you're here, Amit, uh, they're gone, we, bro. They're, they're gone. I'll okay, just cool. give you guys the LPL take then. LPL will never win another finals is the take. Well, I keep huh? getting another. I don't know. If I, I disagree with that. Anybody else disagree with that? <laughs> They're going to win the LPL finals. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Damn, just like that. No, I don't think LPL is doomed. I mean, I feel like they've we only need had backup. one team in the top four for the last two years. Yeah, but it's two years. That's a very small sample size. All right. Never mind. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, do you, I, do you, does anybody else agree with that idea? I still I mean, feel you know, like... It's, it's Holland, they obviously made I heard excessive a, takes. But. I heard an absolutely insane stat, which is re really got me thinking about... Like, the only nationality of mid that's won Worlds for 10 years is Korean. Even when, Korean, even when LPL teams win Worlds, which for three years they won Worlds, it's like carried by mid. It's like carried by scout, Doinbee, uh, Rookie... Like, literally, every single time they win Worlds, it's like, whoa, is this guy the best player in the world? And it's a Korean player playing for a Chinese team. So, I feel like I would I would really love to see if LPL could develop, like, this is, like, funny because LCS, like, LCS person talking about this. But like, if they could <laughs> develop, like, actual LPL, like, a full-on LPL team, uh, no imports, and win Worlds, I would feel a lot more confident in their place in the world. I mean, I still think they're top two no matter what. I uh, I got an update from Drew, who said the fans wrote their own takes because there were so many of them. So Mark Z is actually roasting the fans, not him. Their handwriting? Or no, what does he mean? not writing their name or whatever. Oh. Either way, do we have another take? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's just get Numi up here because she has a take. Numi has a and take. I, I doubt okay. she disappeared. If she, she actually left, wrote it down. Numi, our community manager. Where are you at? Noted LCS uh, super fan. She, she left oh, for she 10, 10 minutes. minutes. No. Oh my God! This show's this falling apart at the seams here. <laughs> uh, like any of these takes here, you pick one, dude. I don't fucking. I'm just talking about breaking else. point. Yeah, you. you. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, actually, Lorlo, you you announced that you were looking for a team for next year, right? Yeah. Um, that after playing in Champs Two Worlds, I and I've been streaming all this year. I've been doing. I don't know if you guys been watching like the Jana Top thing. I did a little bit of A to Z content. Um, and then I've been streaming Chamsky mostly, and I had a few offers in summer, which I just decided to turn down and just stream full time. And then after playing Chamsky Worlds, I'm like, 
I really want to try again. Like, I got so much motivation, confidence, like playing versus Zeus, Kingen, Doran, like all the LCK, LCK tops, and I don't know. I really want to play. Like, if I don't play, I, I love streaming, but I at least want to try while I'm still... I'm only 24. I got on the scene when I was 17. Um, so I, I want to try. I want to compete again. Peter, did playing Champs Q make you want to play again? This guy's a grinder. I mean, I, I, think, I think it'll always affect you a little bit. It's like... It's kind of how every pro player starts off, too. You start off your pro career by playing solo queue against the current pros, and you're like, man, this guy blows. I want to, I want to like, show him his place. And then you want to, like, start competing and, like, playing in LCS, playing in local tournaments or whatever. Um, at least that's how I imagined it is. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, similar <laughs> oh, that's similar for, for me. I was like, damn, yeah. I, I queued into a couple of pro players, and I was like, these guys suck. Like, they're pros? No, like, I, I feel that too. Like even playing versus like, of course, Zeus is really, really good. But like, I was playing with Chapsky, I was solo killing him. I'm playing really well versus him. I'm like, yeah, I haven't motivating. I haven't scrimmed at all this year. I haven't put much time to like practice my match. I'm like, if I put a full year into that, I, like, what kind of player can I actually be, right? So yeah. And like, I, even like going back to breaking point, I talked to you a bit about it. But like that roster, we had to scrim versus like all the top LCK teams with scrim versus like Rocks Tigers with Smeb, Kuro, Peanut all of them, and I was playing really well back then when I was, like, I guess in my peak or whatever, but um, I haven't really given myself another fair shot since then. I played in LCS for Dig for a little bit, a little bit with Echo Fox. I was kind of jumping teams here and here. I played with GGS, TL, but I don't know. I really haven't put my full effort towards it, in, a in I guess, in a while, and I really want to try one more time at least. Yeah. Well, welcoming Numi to the stage. Here, have a microphone. Welcome to the stage. Where are you joining us from? Um, I'm from Southern California. Southern California. Welcome, Numi. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> we got one person who cheered for Southern California. <laughs> Bay, Bay Area people, not fans of Southern California. Uh, Numi, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I kind of vaguely remember my take. This was about an hour and a half ago, but... Do you want to see the... I think the main portion of it was I think LCS to, should take a more... Eastern, like, K-pop style approach for content for fan retention. That's good. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, the content sucked for LCS this year. Like, there was, I wish just, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, sorry. By the way, just so you know, there's, a like, the people that are running this. Yeah, oh, dude, sorry, a, sorry, this sorry. This riot stage. You oh, sorry, sorry. It did, okay. My bad, my bad. I think, not the LCS, sorry, let me clarify, not the LCS. I meant more so the individual orgs could be doing way more to brand their players. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, sorry for, not my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> sorry, 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 I should have clarified. But you mean the LCS like, orgs? Yeah, the LCS orgs in terms of branding their players, because I remember when I first joined the scene, like, there was way more uh, docu-series, like, uh, Breaking point S stuff, there's more, like, TSM Legends type stuff, and there was way more, like, fan interaction towards, like, player to... Like fan bases, right? And people really built their brands and show off their personalities and just posted more on socials overall. Um, and I really want that to happen consistently in the future. And I definitely agree. Like, I feel like the Eastern approach definitely has more, like, just closer interactions for players to their fans. And there's way, way more constant for that overall. Well, Numi, maybe you can, especially on the K pop side, like, what an, an Eastern style. Uh, fandom, maybe you can explain for those that don't know what yeah, that means. Yeah, so just looking at, like, specifically, if we want to talk about League, LCK, and LPL content, I think they do an amazing job of 
branding their players. I think specifically for this world, I think Rogue and Damon Kia did like a Malrong showmaker eating American snacks while speaking in English. I think that's a really cool way to bring about not only like Korean or like Asian fans experiencing international content, but American, like North American fans as well, right? And that's like a collaboration between like two LCK teams. I kind of wish for this world, and I know this is not like a, like a, it's pretty much a standard take, but I'm just kind of disappointed with the lack of worlds North American content, right? I think CLG is one of the few people that produced content or did anything, and they're not even in this world. Like, if you're looking at EG, C9, and um, like, are all like 100 Thieves, like, do we want to talk about 100 Thieves content? I think C9 only did like a behind the scenes of like our comms and like what we did, and I don't think that's bad content. I just think like, how do I feel for these players, right? As a North American fan, how do I root for you? How do I gain empathy for you? I'm, of course, not happy with three, like 315, but that doesn't mean I can't have empathy for our players. So it's like, how do I create empathy between a brand and a fan? You make content. You engage in your brand, in a team brand or like a player brand. Content creators under a brand yeah. help with that content, like help with that engagement as well. So me being a North American fan, Yes, North America is eliminated from Worlds, but that doesn't mean I still can't cheer on my team and my players. Especially now, Worlds is in North America for the first time since 2016. How can I cheer on for my team? Well, Numi, I don't know that. we did flame the teams last episode pretty heavily on their content side. but I So I do want to just focus more on like what are the sort of K-pop and Eastern style content pieces you're looking like, for. Like, for example, I think you can do a sponsorship, like take a player on vacation sponsored by like... MasterCard or sponsored by like Kia, for example, and just be like, oh, we're taking these players on a vacation. Let's get to know them as players, right? Put them in the, like this dorm kind of content, have them play games, express themselves around a bonfire, show gratitude and appreciation for their players. I think what you were talking about, Lorlo, about like Breaking Point and docuseries, create that type of engagement, yeah. but just seeing it on a more Eastern approach, like, or even like taking them to a cute like cat cafe or something, like just MBTI tests. Like these are very, basic content ideas that can be utilized in LCS that I see in not only in Eastern L LCK LPL, but also in K-pop as well. Peter, you look skeptical. Well, no, I want to ask Peter one I'm thing quick. In terms of like, like the professionals that are playing LCS right now, do you think they're, like when you were playing too, like I'm playing, like how much did you feel that streaming was like taxing when you were actually actively playing? Like, could you feel like you could stream for like a couple hours after the matches or like, because right now, I feel like not many pros are streaming at all. It's like the lowest ever, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the mindset back then was different because it was more about survival than, than it is now. Like, you had to stream, and you had to tweet, and you had to be funny, and you had to, like, engage your fans, and you cared about the stuff because you needed to survive. Like, the salaries are not crazy. Like, you're not getting retirement money off of playing League for a few years. Like, I actually think that one of the, like, random effects of salaries in LCS going super high up, and it's, like, bursted now, which is, in my, it's probably a good thing, um, but, like, the salaries going so crazy, is like, you, you get these kids who have, like, a really weird sense of money. It's, like, why would I stream to a 1,000 viewers and make, like, 1% more, but put in, like, five more hours every single day when I could just sit on my ass and I'll make a salary that is just, like, so unbelievable, like... This is this is like more money than like the top streamers that you remember like ten years ago are making. So, yeah, um, 
basically, it was it was definitely a different mindset. Like I remember, like all of us kind of had this. It was a feeling of like we are all competing in this other game. This other game is like Twitch and Twitter and like making content, making YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like we we all cared. Um, I think it went away slightly. It'll probably come back a little bit because. Uh, I mean, I just don't understand why the why the players wouldn't want it. Like, why, why would you not want to be popular? <laughs> like, it's it's like a part of the job. Uh, if I could ask a question, Double, if you just mentioned just now that um, you think with like uh, player salaries decreasing or like a pop in that bubble, um, that might change some of the idea. So, do you think right now with like how LCS could be moving in off season and to next year, do you think that will create that kind of culture that you just said of like competing in the second game? Um, I mean, like, it, it's weird because personally, like, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really want to watch most of the LCS teams going to cat cafes and they're just doing anything, right? Because I just, I'm already not interested in their personality because, so, so like, how do you, yeah, I, I know you're saying it's like a catch 22 yeah. of like, yeah, like, I don't care about you, so I don't want to watch you do a vlog video or yeah like I, I already don't care like why am i gonna waste my time watching a vlog um there's there's so much content on youtube like i would literally rather watch like a mr beast video than like 90 percent of the team content that's not even a knock on the teams like i just i'm there's there's too much entertainment out there so i think like the 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 fact is that uh, a lot of the players like their content didn't really evolve with the times like you have to watch content on youtube and twitch and see what's popular and honestly you just have to play this stupid game it of just like doing what's popular, or just coming up with an original idea of yourself. But most LCS teams, you can't make you can't make TSM Legends now. It's so boring. Everyone saw, everyone's seen 20,000 episodes of the same team content from five years ago. It's, it never changed. Like, if it did change, it didn't change enough. It's, it's boring. People I mean, it did, it, it. it did change. They stopped releasing the good parts, yeah. right? Where it's like... <laughs> It's like you hear a team is imploding, and then you don't ever actually see any of that footage anywhere. Yeah. Um, good old breaking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember, uh, like, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was one year ago, there was the Bud Light beheading on CLG? The Bud Light Ace? <laughs> the Bud Light Ace. Like, there was, like, the huge meme, and, and, like, basically CLG just released a piece of content that basically they probably shouldn't have. It was the team, it was the team being told that they're all going to be benched, and they recorded it and put it in a one-minute video. It was the most engagement CLG's had in like six years. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like, but like when you do that, you're like losing the trust of your but players. They, but they also didn't put it in any context, right? Yeah. It's like if Breaking Point had just been one minute of Dardock screaming at Lorlo, <laughs> people would probably be like, "Why did you just post this to Twitter? Shouldn't you?" <laughs> is it, this is very random, right? That is so true. That is part true. Of it. There yeah. was way more context with Breaking Point, which made like the yeah, it told the real like, story yeah. of of this team. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think players is the only thing these days, ironically, that has tried to tell a real story, and it's a fake story. So yeah, um, I think on, on the point with money too. I feel like hopefully, since the money's going to take a decent hit this year, like I just want people to love the game and be passionate about it. I feel like since people are getting such huge salaries and they've gotten a bit more lazy and put less time to the game, less time to the fans, like I just want to see people fucking love this game. I personally love this game. I've been playing it since the release, like since 2010, and. I just want people putting, like, playing at the, the highest level to really love it. Because, like, when I watch traditional sports, like even basketball, I feel like the, the top stars are really just paving the way for the whole league constantly. And I feel like there's been a lack of that um, this year just watching LCS. And I want that passion to be constant. So, like, the newer players feel the need to perform a certain way, act a certain way, and have that, like, 
I guess, similar mindset. Yeah. Thank you so much, Numi, for Ooh, joining us. for that one. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was a good take. Thank you so much, Numi, for joining us. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next guest? I just want to shout out every League of Legends fan, right? Lordlo just mentioned having that passion. That's something dedicated to this game. But we've been here for so long. So I just want to shout out every League fan. Thanks so much for supporting, like, all these teams and their incredible performance this year. I think it's really incredible. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are we, are we running out of takes? Do we well, we'll see. Paul, grab a couple. People are here still. Paul Wang. About Yumi, is there a Paul Wang here? Here is it a ban? Yumi this man sign? has a Yumi <laughs> sign. Paul for Yumi. Paul, Drew, Paul Drew, you may want to go grab some extra takes from folks. Do we have any more paper and pens? I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't. Well, I'm down there. Is, I'm wait, curious. Wait, 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 yes. Holy uh, shit! It's poverty level. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, we we had to get creative here at the last minute, but regardless. Okay, so I don't know if we have a Paul here yet. It doesn't look like there's a Paul Wayne. You guys ready okay. for his take, even though we're not going to discuss it much? Yeah, go for no, it. No, you, because you, we need to pull people. Well, I don't have... I, I promise you. We Yumi is perfectly fine. Thoughts? Ew. Ooh. No. Ooh. Ew. an abomination. <laughs> no? No. Great. I, no. You want to fill some time to stare at me? Yes. Uh, thank you. No, uh, we were going to pressure you. Yes. Everybody <laughs> just is, stare is at Mark. Jihan here about NA doing bad at Worlds? Jihan. Jihan? Jihan. Big, give a big cheer like if you school. are. like school. Anyone? Is like doing attendance. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. That is a is very old a reference. A Nobody's dating myself. Yes, yes exactly. You guys already who, talked about Peter who, coming back. Who right? do we got next? Yeah, huh? you, want, you want another Peter coming back? Half the takes are about the match, which we already covered. Half the takes about Peter coming back, and all the other ones are people. Take, just pull AFK. one about Peter coming back. Are all there right. any that say he shouldn't come back? Or are they oh, all like Philip? Oh Philip Yang. Philip Yang. Philip Yang here. Philip Yang. I'm just gonna start calling people. First one to get up here gets it. Yeah. Okay. Who do you got next? Uh, Alex H. Alex H. Everybody got cold and headed out. The next person to come up here wins a car. Brought to you by Grubhub. <laughs> they uh, it's a brand new Honda. They will not we appreciate love when you that. do that. <laughs> Drew, if you could grab some more takes, that would be super good. Uh, uh, Peter, you think three zero Brand Brandywine? Oh, Brandywine! Just throwing names out. Dude. Brandywine. Yes, oh Brandywine God. is here. On the way, Brandywine is. Peter, did you say T one three zero tomorrow? Uh, yes, Tyler one three zero. Tyler one three zero. Is Colin E here? I'm going to be on Saikuna's watch party. Like, he gets to actually stream the games to his YouTube channel, I think. That's crazy. Brandywine, come on down. It's goaded. Which, who are you? I called, like, 10. That's Brandywine. That's Brandywine. Okay. Brandywine. Yes. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, we lost your mic. Is it on? Okay. Yes, there we go. Hello. Where are you Hi. joining us from? Joining you from uh, Southern Oregon. Southern Oregon. What do you want to talk about on the show? So, I want to talk about how uh, double lift returning would actually be maybe save N.A., because, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? And not necessarily because he's, like, the best or anything. I mean, he's pretty good. But um, because, uh, you know, we have, first off, talk about N.A. talent. He's, like, the original, like, good N.A. talent. Man uh, of also, Steel. Who remembers that video, the Man of Steel video, when he was, like, the guy? Oh, Long time ago, yes. Your favorite. The original N.A. talent. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and then you look at a lot of the other, like we've talked about, the other NA guys who have come up who are really good, but, you know, Jojo Pune, he makes tweets, I guess, and doesn't really, you know, engage with people. 
uh, or engage with the community. And you know, same with like Danny and stuff. They they're good, but they like don't. Uh, they don't stream. Yeah, they don't stream. They don't engage with people. And so I think that's a great thing that Double F does do. Uh, and also, um, him stopping the uh, the the co-stream would bring more viewers to the actual broadcast, uh, which is really great lately. So. Okay, so just just to be clear, the take is Double F coming back will save North America. Yeah, that was exactly what I said. Okay, congratulations, <laughs> because. I don't know if Perry's back there, but it is time to award you the Chipotle hot take of the night, because I can't think of anything hotter than suggesting that Double If could save North America. That is about as hot as it takes. So we will, we will give you a, uh, a Chipotle entree. Congratulations, you won. We'll get that to you later. Oh, the merch, the merch uh, team can help. But uh, regardless... Uh, you think it'll be a combination of... Uh, you said him not co-streaming anymore, I think, is the best part of well, it. Well, he streams, he's popular, all that stuff. I disagree because Lorlo coming back is what's going to save the LCS. <laughs> True. I'm a big fan of Double F, though, let's be honest. Even before I played. Okay, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I was a fan of you. Long time. So was. Fan, actually. I'm your you fan. lost it? I'm still a fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, how much do you, if you decided to come back, do you think you could single-handedly help resurrect the LCS? I mean, I said it before. I think good players together make like great players. Like you need you need someone to sharpen your skills against. And I mean, Lola was talking about playing against Zeus and all these amazing top laners, right? And it, then his skill becomes exponentially increased as opposed to. If he spent 10,000 hours playing Champions League against collegiate top laners, he will not even learn as much as a few days against the best in the world. So True. I do think that, I mean, like just not removing my like personal stuff aside, I think like having the highest level of competition possible is definitely, it's the only important thing. Like, like else is just going to die unless, uh, I'm not allowed to say that. But like it, you know, it really, it really will. Like I unless said worse, there's, there's, there's more and more talent. Like you can't. Um, and like as far as AD carry, it's it's a black hole. Like it's just like oh well, Berserker stands, uh, you know, one fucking head above everyone else. But it's like, do you really think you can maintain your skill level when you're playing against the other guys? It's so hard. Uh, you you actually need somebody. Like during my career, you know, I was very grateful because players like Zven, Arrow. Um, Fucking Bang came over here. Piglet was here. Like, they came here. They were very good. Extremely good. Um, and to be able to play against them and to be able to, like, keep getting better, like, they're the only reason why. Because otherwise, I'm, I'm just stuck playing against, like, like Maple Street, you know? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not learning anything. Um, so, so, yeah, <laughs> like, I think it, it is really, really important to have good players coming in all the time. New players, good players. Like, I, if I did come back, like, I'm not a new player, right? But uh, technically, I'm new for some other people. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. Just competition. Lorlo, do you think Doublelift could save the LCS if he comes back? I no. think he's fucking no. good. I think he'll do well. I, I don't know about save, but depends on the roster, too. I feel like... Also, the meta. I feel like AD carry this year, the meta was insane for ball lane. Like, I feel like top lane, after the TP changes, I was really salty about it, and they removed TP. I thought it was fucking terrible. We couldn't even TP bot. Like, that's why so many enchanter supports got picked, and they could just completely roll lane. And then Ziri was obviously really fucking OP, too. Um, 
But to knock on the point that Peter was talking about in terms of like versing the best, like I noticed a huge improvement when I versed Zeus. I'm like, God damn, I played this guy three times and I feel like tenfold a better player than versing like anyone else I was even playing in Champs Q all year long. Like I learned so much in the matchups really fast and it's I also got the luxury of playing when twenty seventeen when Flame was in NA and someday was playing his like first couple years in the LCS and Impact as well, and even Ray. Um, I definitely noticed myself improving a lot back then. And then I also felt like the decline when I went to other teams that I wasn't playing like on a top org and had to verse like the bottom of the LCS and the scrims didn't go as well. And like I was, wasn't versing the top end of uh, LCS. So I definitely have both both feelings for that. But um, yeah, I, I think Peter right now in the LCS could still be the top. I think he's fucking good and I hope he plays again. But even if he's good, do you think that will be enough? Um... Okay, the one thing that comes to mind when I think about it, like, the best shot NA had at Worlds, personally, that I think of is, like, the 2016 TSM run with that roster. Yeah, I and, that, yeah. Um, I think it not only takes, like, obviously, people to gel. I feel like that's something that esports teams kind of don't take to account as much in the recent years, maybe because of the influx in money and the same thing of, like, importing players and having more personalities come in and people not really gelling as well. But I feel like having five players that really enjoy working together and having similar like-minded things and putting effort towards achieving the same overall goal is something I think is actually just lacking. It's kind of sad, but I think if that can be a constant and have people excited about this, it's the same thing I was talking about before, just the passion. I want there to be passion, not just passionate about money. I want people to be fucking passionate about winning and really succeeding and caring about the fans and caring about the league and caring about just making this game as awesome as it's shaped out to be and I think it it comes from like teams really really caring about not only the overall goal but how they are as five and how their team is actually run. What do you think Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? I, I don't think we should probably hinge on one player saving the league anywhere like no matter who you're saying <laughs> this about. Like, even if Faker came to North America, I'd be like, Faker's here to save North America. Nah, yeah, he's not going to do it. <laughs> he's not going to do it. But, I mean, I do, I do <laughs> think oh, that... Oh, oh, we've got more takes. Mark is so happy right now. I was about to start a debate about Morel and Omicron and Oblivion Orbit. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Not more of that. I've read it. <laughs> you sure? You don't want to talk about it, guys? I, I mean, here's what... I'll, 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 I'll wrap up the conversation then by saying, I think uh, Peter, obviously... Back in the day when he used to be a professional player, uh, did a really good job of building hype and narrative for the LCS, trash talking, etc. I wish that Double F still played because it'd be fun to see him versus Jojo Pyun, or even just Vulcan, who's gotten really good at trash talking and uh, seeing how they would face off in these conversations and content. Uh, so I, yeah, I think it would be fun if he did one day decide to come back. All right. Those guys are amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, shout out to the crowd. <laughs> shout out to Chipotle because they're they're pretty good. Uh, and uh, shout out to everything y'all are doing. It's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. So speaking of Chipotle, it is time for us to talk a little bit about Chipotle. I saw as we uh, dropped the hot take that in chat we also had the code go out. Uh, Twenty five hundred codes uh, for or a code for uh, 2,500 free entrees 
Uh, From where? 20, Chipotle. Oh. Yes. Where did Save you think? me one. I, I don't know. Well, I could get you one. Actually, never mind. I have a Chipotle card. Grid flex. <laughs> Damn. I forgot. Well, fantastic. Either way, no, Chipotle's been a fantastic partner for Hotline League over these past uh, five shows. We would not be here tonight being able to do the show if it wasn't for their support of us putting on the uh, TGI Worlds Tour with Hotline League every week. It's been wonderful, and they've been just a fantastic partner. I love Chipotle. Uh, Peter and I, we talked about this in our first episode, but we used to eat so much Chipotle back in the day, uh, and we still do, really, but when we lived together, that was like... We we I feel like on a daily basis we were going over there. Did you did you guys ever watch those shows where it's like weird eaters and they get a therapist and they're like, dude, this is how much cheese you eat in a month and they dump like a dump truck of cheese in front of them. They're like, oh my god, that's that's disgusting. I feel like when I die, I want to know how much Chipotle I've eaten. It would it would just be so ridiculous. God's to just see. waiting there with a mountain. Yeah, yeah. It would it would just be like unbelievable. Like, I'm not even capping like because they're sponsoring this thing. Like I've eaten a pretty disgusting amount of Chipotle. <laughs> like. How how much uh, or what is your go to order these days? Oh my god, we're shilling. Uh, rice, no beans, double chicken, and then if I'm feeling fancy and rich, I'll I'll, I'll get guac. Fancy and rich? Did you just say? Oh, okay, if the, the sub train came in that day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, Chipotle guac is so good, actually. Though. It's so good, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, they've been fantastic to have on. We've eaten a ton of Chipotle over the course of uh, this trip because they hooked us up with a bunch of codes, and so myself and the production team have been uh, going to town as I've toured across North America. But they've been fantastic as a partner. I really appreciate uh, their support. So thank you so much to Chipotle for sponsoring Hotline League. Woohoo! There we go. Uh, I think it's Nor about groups and single Elim. I think I see someone running over Nor? there. Nor? Okay, Nor, looks Nor, like Nor, looks Nor, like it. Yeah, Nor. this is, I think, our last guest because all of us are getting cold. I'm I'm worried that our our camera folks are gonna fall over. Uh, Dude, your hands papers. are freezing. Yes, I know, I know. Oh, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Mark didn't know how to pronounce your name. How do you pronounce it? It's Nor. That's what I said. Yeah, it's good. He knew how to pronounce your name. All right. Clean. Uh, where are you joining us from? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, decent amount of Seattle folks here. Okay, what's your take tonight? My take is that groups is the problem with the format, not single elim. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, My for those man. that did, did you hear about um, what the riot thing for media night last night? I did. I saw that. For those that don't know, last night they announced that there are format changes that will be coming to MSI and Worlds next year, uh, but that double elimination will not be coming to knockout stage. So it sounds like they agree with you. Um, and that it's not a, a single limb situation. So why don't you go ahead and explain? Well, I just feel like the stakes that come with single elim are what make the tournament really special. And so I think people's problems with like the format in general is just that they don't get a lot of games with the teams that they want to see. And I feel like that mainly comes from groups. I feel like especially this year, groups felt pretty bad. Just like the couple, there's a couple of good games between like GRX or like. Damn one and JDG that I really enjoyed, but other than that, it felt like most of the time I'm like queuing up to watch a bunch of games where I know the outcome. And so I think if you pick the right teams to kind of advance, then single elim is really exciting. And I think you actually saw that with this like groups or with this like knockout stage because you had like really great quarterfinals, really great semifinals, a finals matchup they really like, and there's a lot of stakes. So if you can just get the First part right, where we can pick the right teams, but also get more of those like engaging matchups, I think you'll fix the format. Yeah. 
Mark, you've talked a lot about format. Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely someone who doesn't find stakes lower just because there's a double elim portion because you still get those through the lower bracket and you just get more games. Um, so like I, I've always not been like I, I, I didn't really understand that complaint. And like you've seen it now with regional leagues, like those matches still feel hype even in some of the winner side ones, you know, like I, I enjoy those. So I, I'm I, I'm sad that there's no double elim. I'll come out and say that. But I also agree that the biggest problem is absolutely groups and seating. The the group system and the seating is so arbitrary. And like we're really going to pretend certain teams are at the same level as other teams. Like we're going to pretend that Korea, like Korea two seed is like NA one. There we go. We don't have a decade of evidence that's not true. <laughs> you know, like I, I think a lot of that stuff is is like we should really change that as well as play-ins being too long. Just start the tournament. Don't do play-ins at all. Just put those teams in a group of six or do big groups and do single round robin because to your point, the point of group stage is to just knock out the other teams quickly and then have a bigger bracket or seed your bracket correctly because if you have four one seeds, how do you determine who's the best of those? You can't. Whereas if you have two groups, well, you have a one and a one, great. But don't put them near each other. Instead of having four twos, how do you match four twos versus four ones? We have two twos. You put them apart. And so I think there's a lot of those kinds of things that need to get solved way before, like, that, that caused a lot of these problems as well. Though I am sad that, like, a Don Juan Key is just dead. You know, they play one best of, se best of five. That's incredible versus Genji piece. You know, like, I, I'd watch them again in losers. I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't be bored. So, yeah. I, I think one of the biggest issues, too, is, like, there are so few international events every year. And so, to your point, when Worlds does roll around, the stakes almost feel too high. Because it's like, if, if it's... You play one best of five this yes. whole year, get out of here. Yeah, it's like... And so, so I'm not saying I, I one way or the other about single or double, but I do think there's a world where, like, Riot can take some of the heat off of themselves by actually just introducing more international events where, like, then when Worlds rolls around, it doesn't feel like, wow, like this team only got this one chance for best of five and that's it. Yeah. What do you think, Lorlo, if you were if you were tournament designer, what were the things that you'd be like most concerned about fixing or changing? I think the biggest thing, I love seeing the miracle runs and that's why I'm a huge fan of DRX this year. I think and that like having a miracle run and double elimination is just is sick. Like I my brother actually watches a lot of the Smash scene. He he like kinda makes me watch the Smash scene as well and a lot of the Smash scene has good loser bracket runs, and they come up and just absolutely shit on the top end and just win it all. So, I would love for League to have like just more storylines like that and narratives, because that's how it's built too. Like a team getting kicked out from a top team and then just making a crazy run. Like, look at didn't Peter have a crazy run? Not in Worlds, but in terms of like NA with like that TSM roster and like yeah. the losers bracket. Like something like that is insane. Like stuff like that is awesome, and I want to see more of it. So, Peter. Yeah, I mean, I think losers bracket runs kind of counteract the whole idea that that uh, you know if it's double elim, there's not as much stakes. Um, it's funny because when when the teams qualify for worlds, they play in a playoffs where they play where we watch so many more games than actually at worlds. It makes no sense. It's like, oh, like I played like I think five best of fives to make it to worlds, and I'm knocked out of groups after three best of ones. It, it makes no sense, like, because, you know, obviously you play six games in groups, but at the point that you've lost three games, you're basically out, like, most of the time. Um, so, yeah, I do think that there is a big problem with the way that they set up groups. I mean, they set up this group system, by the way, nine years ago. There is no way that they, like, future-proofed it where it doesn't need changing after, like, 
what it's 11 years now ecosystems change yeah yeah like the, sure. the the strength of the regions has changed the number of strong teams like back then 10 years ago when they made this system you could argue that there are not really more than like eight world-class teams now I, I would say like oh shit like you're you're including like literally every single team like there, there's a lot of competition right now so the way that groups is set up is kind of like honestly and single elimination is a little bit unfair because you get like cannibalism between the regions like you said, there's an amazing best of five between two teams. Like that could very well be the finals rematch, but oh, you just lost one one best of five. Like you're out forever. Yeah. See you next yeah. year. Dom Juan, you played the best team from your region and lost again against Gen G. Like, well, we saw that in playoffs already. Good thing we saw it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I super agree on the Dom Juan. Dude, Dom Juan is playing. I want to see Dom Juan again in this term. I'm like, it it is really sad that they're out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, format changes coming next year. Sounds like not single limb. Sounds like, pro or it's not double limb. Sounds like they probably will make changes to the group. So maybe you will get everything that you want. Uh, anything you want to shout out here at the end? I want to shout out Travis, actually. I think the Hotline League like live events is something that I've just really enjoyed watching from afar. And it was something I was really looking forward to coming here. And I know not a lot of teams did stuff. So I really appreciated that. And shout out David Shinock because he gave me a picture. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's back there. Um, uh, very good. Thank you so much, and uh, hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peter, remember the the TikTok guy that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. He's right. He's right over there. Holy ginger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the show. We can start to wind down now. Uh, Lorlo. Yeah. What do you What do you got? Anything you want to shout out? Um. You're looking for teams. Um. <laughs> Many teams are interested. Twitter.com slash Lorlo. True, true. Twitch.tv slash Lorlo. Thank you. Uh, just you guys. Thanks for having me. The crowd's been amazing, I think. Anyone that watches my stream, I really appreciate it. I uh, want to shout out the LCS. And obviously, just thank you. I'm having a great time, and thanks for having me. So you just scream Peter's name. So I guess you're up next. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks, you guys, for coming. I... I'm really surprised how many of you guys would stand out here in the freezing cold for Hotline League for two hours. Like, you guys are, you guys are built different, actually. I'm like, I'm like freezing and I have a blanket. It's, it's crazy. You guys are actually <laughs> cold blooded. I don't know. Wait, no, that's, that's an insult. <laughs> it can be, you it guys can be are all chats. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mark? Uh, this was a pretty crazy world's experience being able to go to multiple cities and have crowds and talk to dozens of fans like people would be like let me buy you a drink after and all this stuff and it's just been cool to have like the in-person experience again and uh, it's really cool seeing everyone for this last one. Um, I hope we get to do it again soon even if it's not <laughs> worlds in NA for another four years or whatever but just going and, and doing these again this year were really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at the end here I want to shout out one. Chipotle and Grubhub, again, for making this all possible. I believe right around now we have another Chipotle uh, code dropping in the chat for those final 2,500 entrees. So thank you to Chipotle. And thank you both of them for really coming through. I had this idea with Mark a while ago, and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to pull it off. But we loved the idea of doing the tour alongside Worlds, and we did five shows. Uh, I'm going to miss doing these, even if I'm going to get to rest. Um, so, and thank you all for coming out. It really means a lot. It is cold, so I really appreciate this a lot. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy everything. I hope those of you who haven't gotten tickets can get tickets in the next 12 hours or so. Um, and uh, enjoy tomorrow. Thank you all. Thanks to all the crew. Thank you, everybody. It's been fantastic. We'll see you all soon.